mic. It's driving me fucking crazy. Do you hear it? I guess you no. won't hear it because you don't have headphones on. Bam, we're live. Rory. Fior Fitness. <laughs> Fior, say it for me. But we're not Italian, so it's it's a more harsh sounding word. Um, it's pronounced fear. 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 Fear fitness. Fear fitness. Fear fitness. And why not just write fear fitness? Why does it have to be spelled F-I-O-R? It's um it's a guess play on the sound of words, but it's an Irish word that means true. So it's okay. true, true fitness. Well, oh, awesome. Okay, I love it. Is that what you are? You're from Ireland? Yeah. And and you and you opened a gym in San Francisco. Yeah. I've run down this path before and this morning I was practicing it in, uh, in the shower again. And I, I don't think I got a good run on it, but it truly is a blessing. Any community that gets a CrossFit gym in it is so fucking lucky. Just imagine someone walks into a Seven Eleven and then they walk out and 99.9% .9 of the time, whatever they did in there is not good for the community. Right. So they got a Slurpee and now they're there's chances are they're going to throw the Slurpee on the ground. They're going to be one day closer to going to the hospital. They're going to consume more resources around them. They're less likely. They're probably indulging. They're less likely to have their awareness and wits about them to help other human beings. These aren't these aren't uh, small things. And yet you get you get a CrossFit gym in your neighborhood and every person who goes in there is coming out and is probably going to do something that benefits society. Well, they've already done one thing to benefit society, but they're probably going to do something to benefit society that they're not going to do if they walked into any other place. And, you know, call us a cult for that or not. It, it, it's, it's crazy. And so then I think of that juxtaposed with you, Rory, opening um, Fear Fitness in San Francisco. And this is a city that has, has the complete opposite of those values. I know I'm speaking a little bit in hyperbole, but you can see by what's just manifested everyone everywhere around them. People are not taking personal responsibility and personal accountability in that city. It's it's abysmal. And yet um, that's what you're selling in that city. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> from a leadership perspective, that's they aren't taking responsibility, I'd say. But there's still people within the city that are. And, and that's for what sure we're trying, we're trying to get to is that like. For any place like this to change, the people within it have to like kind of lead the charge. They, yeah. Not that they have that much control, but I, like, what is the what is the alternative? Just stop and do nothing and let. Them Dude, the best thing you can do is be an example, and all you're doing, all your businesses, is every day bringing people in and putting them out as example, bringing them in, putting them out as example. It's the only thing you can do. It's the only thing, and you already know you made a change. I mean, right? I mean. You already yeah. know you made a change. It's crazy. I, I really do believe that CrossFit gyms are CrossFit affiliates are really the only hope that places like Portland, San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, it's the only hope that they have. It's not more 7 Elevens. It's not more schools for kids. It's not more. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's probably not just your like Orange Theory boot camp type classes either. It's got to be this kind of togetherness group atmosphere working hard with each other for each other um like creating connections through going through hard things together um and and then 
going out into the world and then that being somewhat infectious to the people that so like let's say you have a class and you have 20 people then they go off and they affect another five people that's kind of how you're at least trying to spread some kind of positive change in the places that each member that that we have as small as our gym might be they come into contact with multiple people through their day and so if doing a class with us kind of brings them up to this level of accountability personal responsibility and then they even if it rubs off on one other person that they're that they come into contact during the day well then that's how we create like a a better community outside of our gym um what it's not hard it's not easy in in a city like this you've often i came from a very rural town in ireland and it was very community based and that's why crossfit struck such a chord with me was like this is i'm now living in a different country but i find the same community connection through doing crossfit training for a long time and so it's like now i want to bring that to other people and create that same positive community but when you go off into a big city then it's like people go outside the door and they somewhat are just into their own world again and they're not interacting with each other as they much they would in a smaller place but you come from a town where if you're walking down the street you nod to someone or you say hi or doesn't right. even doesn't even have a street that's right. okay and now, <laughs> and now and now you live in a town where um you walk by someone and you clutch your shit you clutch your purse yeah yeah you're you're um guarded most of the day instead of being kind of open yeah. and welcome you, people. you live in a town if you see someone passed out you would run over to them and help them right away now you live in a town where you step over them yeah i, I mean it's that's something that, mindset it's it, it, it's almost yeah, like it, it's, it's almost probably like one of the and now you live with animals and and by the way i don't mean just the people who are passed out on the ground those of us who step over them we're also hurting ourselves because we're we're reducing our own connection to humanity yeah yeah it's it's um kind of wild like coming over here how quickly you get just numb to things and stuff that you see that when i first moved here was completely crazy and i it like would make you stop and look now you just walk by and, and it doesn't doesn't cause you a second thought there it is uh, on some of the most pristine real estate on planet Earth, uh, sitting there right on the tip of the North American uh, West Coast, uh, the amazing city of San Francisco, the entire Bay Area. They call it the Bay Area because it surrounds that body of water, that inland of water there. Um, at the top is where Rory lives and down at the bottom is where um, I live. And then across the way, across from Rory on the other side of the water, kind of like where it says like maybe uh, Hayward area, is, is closer to Mary, maybe where Craig Howard and Sousa uh, live. Now, if you ask them, they would say they don't live there, but just to give you kind of, <laughs> um, so, so we all live around this inlet body of water, uh, that's called the Bay area. The weather here is almost always perfect. Uh, maybe not, so, uh, 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 Rory lives in a bit of a fog belt, but he can get out of it within minutes if he wants to at any time. And, uh, yeah, this is an incredible place to live. How old are you, Rory? 34 and are, are you i found crossfit at 34 crazy how long have you been doing it um 20 i've so i i 
became aware of it back in 2011. Um, okay. I played I played sport, um, <clears throat> a sport called Gaelic football. Growing up from a child, still I still play it, but um, just kind of off season was looking for some strength and conditioning type program to do to to help lend itself to the sport that we play and i found that there was kind of two extremes where you would have one section of um the team who would just just run all the time like that they would just do conditioning so it would be uh, a lot of like long runs building up over the winter period and then they would come into the football season and i went through this period and you didn't really feel very fresh for a football season in a sport that requires like stop start multiple change direction like think of the sport itself is like the most vague term would be a mix between soccer and rugby now there's a lot of nuances to it but it's a lot of athleticism running physical contact you hold you carry the ball in your hands or is it down by your feet carry it in your hands and it's shaped like like a rugby or a football like no it's shaped like a soccer ball okay round okay yeah and and you have a team at your gym right like you have yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, there's we we there's a pretty big Irish community in San Francisco and in the Bay Area, but kind of centered around San Francisco. Um, and we have an entire league here with there's like five adult men's teams and two adult female teams, and then there's a whole youth system as well. How many people in your gym sound like you? Have your accent? How many members? Uh, uh probably. Some classes you could come in and everyone, but uh, oh, probably sure. that's cool. Yeah, probably 40, 40 to fifty percent of my members, I would say. Right? Oh, that's awesome. So, so thirteen years, and and how, are you married? Yeah. And do you have kids? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, uh, make sure we talk about that. Uh, yeah. if, what you're going to do with your kids in San Francisco? You got to you got to homeschool them. Yeah. You got to you got to homeschool. Them. Holy shit, I just saw something. Uh, for people who don't know, San Francisco is one of the richest cities in the world also, most expensive to live in. Uh, the wealth there is insane. It's, 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 it's uh, Bezos and Zuckerberg money. And the, 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 um, the schools there are, holy shit. I don't want to get too much into it, but I have a bunch of stuff I'm going to talk about on the live call-in show. The the scores there are so sad. I'm mm -hmm. guessing most kids go to private school there that they do not use the public school system, right? Like no, no, Zuckerberg's kids don't go to public school in San Francisco. No, pretty right. like pretty few. I think that um, I know we can probably touch on the kids' position a little bit later. But do you have a kids' class? Not yet, but we we will. Yeah. How old's your gym? Um, six months. Yeah. Awesome. Congrats, dude. Were, but, were you uh, going to say something about the kids? Sorry. I was just going to say that <clears throat> a lot of, I like, I obviously, um, hang around with a lot of a, a large Irish community and <clears throat> it becomes a pretty pivotal decision. And a lot of our Irish friends out here's, um, future of being here is that when they get kids it almost sets a clock where they have to make a decision are we going to move back to ireland and educate our kids back there right <laughs> or are we going to be able to to afford to put them into private schooling over here right there i do i do have some friends who they are in public schools 
there's some that are good, but because it's a lottery system to an extent, you could be entering your child into this lottery for public schools and God knows what school they could get into. Um, we do have some friends that are, are, they just had kids and they're kind of facing that potential because private school is just out of the realm of financial possibilities. But <clears throat> um, the good thing is, is if you can't afford to homeschool there, the city has, um, and, and I, and I say this realizing that every city has this, but the city has the greatest violin player in the world. They have the greatest physicist in the world. They have the greatest jujitsu studio in the world. Like, the offerings in this place and the intellectual and physical and just all the there's amazing people in the city and so yeah, i think that's like get into those programs you're i mean there's tons of options but there's tons of pitfalls too right so from the outside like obviously san francisco looks like a sham at the minute <clears throat> but it's not gonna go like san francisco because of the wealth because of the people that are here it's not gonna go away completely so that's when when as crazy as it might seem for me to open a business in this city, very competitive. Yes, large businesses are leaving, but there's still there's still a lot of people living here. They need services like this. So I, I didn't see it as as risky a decision. Like a large franchise or large businesses, yes, they see the downfall of it because their overheads are enormous. I'm I'm running a much smaller, tighter business than than they would be. So I think it's still I can do it. And um, I didn't go into opening this gym in the city, kind of without putting a lot of thought into it. I spent a long time deliberating opening the business. I was <clears throat> coaching for a number of years. I've been doing CrossFit since I discovered it in 2011. Started doing it whenever I moved. To to San Francisco in 2013, basically at, back in Ireland, the only reason I didn't do it because there was probably only about four gyms in Ireland and the closest one was in Belfast, which is about an hour from where I live. So it wasn't feasible to do CrossFit when I lived at home. That's just when I found out about it. I tried doing it in some like just our local community gym and it just doesn't work in that setting. When I came here, I was very keen to then find a gym, start doing the training. What, gym did, you, what gym, uh, gym did you join in San Francisco? Um, I was actually working on a project in uh, the East Bay. So I was I had a job in San Leandro and I was I joined a gym in Oakland, down okay. by gym, London Square. Okay, okay. What was the name of the gym? Um, it was called just CrossFit East Bay. Um, okay okay but it, it's no longer it was it was right you know where jack london square is uh -huh. like it was right there on the little walkway where all the fancy restaurants are there was just a crossfit gym in the middle of that and it, that that's it now grassroots wonder who owns that they moved yeah they've closed now oh shit they closed too yeah but they've been closed for a, quite a while probably oh that's the same as crossfit east bay yeah, yeah. Damn. Um. It, it, so, so you, so you came to the states and you joined that gym and you started doing it and you fell in love with it. Yeah, like just kind of instantly knew that it was the type of training I wanted to do. It was, like I said before, I was looking for something that would lend itself to our sport. 
and you had the two extremes of either just doing running and conditioning or guys just doing strength like just bodybuilding type workouts <clears throat> and they didn't fully help you for the sport because you needed to be fast and conditioned and strong and so when i started doing this type of training i was like this is literally the perfect type of training for our sport as an off season there's obviously like a lot of skills to the sport but the base level of fitness that doing crossfit give was very noticeable once i started doing it like how i felt that i developed within the sport um and then so i continued training crossfit for over the next few years i moved from a project in the east bay finished i was down in a project in san jose and i kind of just bounced around some boxes there didn't didn't fully uh join one and then i moved back up into a project in san francisco and then <clears throat> that's when i joined a crossfit gym called telegraph crossfit um and there they would still be the closest gym to me they're about three blocks from my where my house is right now um and we started training there both myself and my wife and uh we were members for probably four or five years and then I started doing nutrition coaching out of the gym. <clears throat> My wife got, became a coach. She started coaching within the gym. And then we continued coaching through 2020. Once the gym locked down, we basically opened our garage and we're coaching out of our garage, like five or six of our friends every evening. And uh, we continued all the way through that. And then. Is your home then, in the city? Yeah. And, and uh and why did you come to the united states um i whenever i went through call i i done like a construction management type degree in back at home in ireland and at the time entering college it was a kind of no-brainer to get into construction because ireland itself was booming um but then that was 2007 when i started college and it went through a massive recession then while I was in college to the point where a lot of graduates were emigrating to Australia <clears throat> or they were going across to England to work or you were having to move down to Dublin and work in Dublin. And I just didn't fancy either of those options. Um, my wife, her aunt and uncle have lived in the city for probably 25 to 30 years and Alana she would have traveled here a lot when she was younger spent like months at a time because she was actually born in she was born in the U.S. so she had a passport and then she kind of spent months at a time when she was younger so then when we were whenever I finished college she was still in college we came and spent three months here on a vacation yeah and I played for one of those teams for for a summer met a oh. bunch of friends mm had some family connections out here, went back to Ireland, worked for a year and stayed in constant contact with the people that I met out here. And they basically were like, you know, you, you have to come out here again. You'll, you'll love it. So how long have you been married? Um, uh, ten, 10 years, but wow. yeah. Congratulations, dude. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's an impressive feat at your age. Yeah, we've we've actually been together for seventeen years. Tomorrow. Yeah, good. Uh, tomorrow. 
Yeah. Wow. Good on you. Yeah. Wow. Good on you. Yeah. My, uh, it's, it's funny. My, me, my brother, me and my both brothers, <clears throat> we both have been going out on our marriage to the, the same people that we started dating in, in high school. Yeah. We all, went, we all went to the same high school, like both us and our wives. Yeah. And we all at the, at the exact same age at like 17, um, started going out with our now wives and we're all still together. And Yeah. That's wild. Congratulations. Uh, relationships can be, it, I mean, it always blows me away when people are like, yeah, I got divorced after being with someone for 24 years. I, I feel like once you make it over like a certain hump and you figure out how to make each other happy, it's like gold. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's, uh, what, right. what's funny is yesterday I saw your video in that <coughs> Oakland courthouse and Oh yeah. So I, I, my, when I got married, I was on a visa and then it was the visa process was difficult. My wife or my fiance, I was already engaged to Alana. So then we got married. Yeah, we don't like immigrants in this country. I can't believe you made it in here. <laughs> um, but we got married at that Oakland courthouse as well. It was mm. <laughs> you know, shit. So you went, you go in that, you go in the lobby. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Did you have the, did you, and you had to stand there too? And the, the lady did the, uh, yep. Are yep. you fucking me and you got married at the same church? Same place. It was, uh, and, and you mentioned that yours was, uh, a Chinese lady that was, could yeah. barely speak. Mine's was not, she was an old, old black lady. And again, you could not understand anything she was saying. <laughs> Dude. Hey, and what was she nice? The lady? Yeah. yeah 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 it was like she was treating it i mean we were getting married i guess alana and i were already engaged we'd always intend on getting married and we yeah. we did have a wedding that our families came to after but the the lady that was there it was like this is your legit wedding like this yeah. is the best day of your life yeah. that's what my lady i thought we were just gonna go in there and sign papers the <laughs> next thing you know we got this chinese girl english is her 17th language and she's like doing it like a real marriage, like she cares about us and shit. I'm like, whoa, this is, I, this is like, the, this is so different than the person who works for the city who gives you tickets, like the parking. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This is like, I, I know, and and like, they're going through the whole like vows. I didn't, I didn't expect. I thought it was just going to be like a transaction, just like yes. sign this paper. Yeah. And then they're going through the vows, and it's like, oh, look at your wife, and say these, and like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Did you did you just the two of you, or did someone's mom or dad come? No. So Lana's aunt and uh, her aunt and her cousin both came as our as our witnesses. Yeah. Her cousin was like twelve at the time, and he's all like, "Oh, I was your best man. I was your best man." So I guess Avi was your best man for the yeah, world. totally <laughs> crazy. We had some, we had some friends who similarly went. <clears throat> I think it was in Oakland as well, and they didn't realize that you had to have witnesses. So they just had to go out onto the street and get two guys to come in and sit as witnesses for their wedding ceremony. Hey, how weird is it that you're on today, your anniversary is tomorrow and we got married in the same courthouse. That is weird. <laughs> the fact that you just brought it up yesterday was fun. I, I was like, I didn't weird. even, I didn't even know till someone in the comments said, because we've been together so long. That date is just like, I know, I know, and the fact that that I actually remembered that we started going out that long ago, it was, I was just looking at the date yesterday. I was like, why does this date seem familiar? <laughs> right. 
but then it's you're you're a couple and you're you could celebrate so many dates. Oh, this is the date we started going out. This is the date we got engaged. This is the date we got married. So my wife, my wife says to me yesterday, she goes, Do you want to go to dinner tonight? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why do you say that? She's like, it's our anniversary. And I look at her and we started laughing. Yeah. The uh Alana said yesterday, because she she did not remember until I said it. And then she's like, Oh no, what are you doing for me? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh goodwill goodwill racing i visit uh i visit my mom in half moon bay i'll be sure to drop in when i visit next time rory uh you got some cojones uh for opening an affiliate in san francisco a uh, cojones are balls yeah I felt familiar man you're not okay yeah um but he, but the like but, if you bring up the map again of san francisco um i think what is shown and what you see the the media of san francisco it not to say that our area is not also got its fair share of homeless people and but it's not but it's not the tenderloin no not at all san francisco since i've moved here san francisco has had has been overrun with homeless people concentrated around the tenderloin you you've grown up in the bay area i'm sure you've seen it for years and years and years what's happened now is just like expanded out from the tenderloin and so now a much wider area is zombie land so down around city hall is complete shit show um union square complete nightmare but no always, shit. Union, so union square got taken over i mean look how close union square t- is to the tenderloin anyway so it's always been pretty dodgy as because union square is a massive tourist area yeah that you're literally four blocks away from where the tenderloin is and so for years whenever visitors come over you're trying to advise them to stay away from somewhat stay away from union square because it's so easy to just wander a few blocks off the path i i don't know whenever we whenever we first moved over me and Alana were on a bus and I was like, oh, let's hop off here. And we had to walk straight through the Tenderloin and it was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Um, when when Nordstrom's went under there for people, I mean, for people in the Bay Area who know, I knew, uh-oh. Like yeah. that, that's, that was kind of the, that kind of, that whole, so Market Street's toast? It, yeah, it's been getting bad over the last three, three to four years. It's been really bad. Um, it's just yeah, down that area and I just it's just shuttered businesses I but it goes, it goes on in my it, lifetime that could happen to San Francisco I never thought in my lifetime that that mall could close down like that yeah but who like do you go shopping or do you just go online and buy your stuff yeah you're right I just go online but so, but when I lived there I, I loved going to that area when I lived there yeah. I loved the Apple store the Union Square um, yeah I remember I remember when we done the first trip here in 2011 or my first trip in 2011 yeah and we would go down to the westfield and just hang out as like how to pass the day we'll just go down to the westfield right and it just had this smell and and when i came back like a few years later it like instantly reminded me i was like oh it like i can remember what we done that day two years ago just by the kind of smell of this this uh mall but we i would say i haven't been in the westfield in probably three years how about um uh, Pacific Heights? Is it still just super nice? 
Well, if you sorry, if you, if you bring the map up again, yeah. the, the like northwest. If, if you were to draw, draw an L on the city, the whole north and west side are way different to what downtown is. It is okay. Yeah. And do, hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, I'm not saying that this is right or wrong, although I, I do think it's right, but. I'm not asking you to agree with me. It's right. If they just took a big, huge truck, like a, a um, a dump truck that was like four lanes wide. Have you ever seen like those giant dump trucks, like yeah. where you could park semis in them and they just drove it around the city and they had like 40 dudes follow, walk behind it. And they just picked people up and threw them in the back of it. You could clean up the city probably in 48 hours and all the problems would be gone. Right. It's just basically just drug addicts everywhere. That's what it is. Right. It's just, yeah. It's turned into a giant drug encampment. Yeah, it's a complete just drug and mental health problem. Scoop all those people up, put them in there, and then drive them to Vegas, and like the city would be better overnight. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I know it's so. But like those, those that Marina District is still like super like nice restaurants, nice bars. Cool, that's good to hear. Okay, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna find any area that's completely free of homelessness, but yeah, it's. Like I recognize the homeless people in my area because it's the same five or six dudes that I see all the time. Right. Kind of. Have you seen, have you seen this um, phenomenon? I would, I'm intimately, I'm intimately familiar with homeless and like in, in like, you know, that guy's on that drug, that guy's on that drug, but I can't believe this new one that I've seen. And you can tell right away that people aren't, have you seen the trank people with their, they're bent over. I've started seeing them at Santa Cruz. They're yeah, standing, but they're bent over. What a <clears throat> drug, right? It's like they lose all motor motor ability. Like you see them stand on their feet. They're like off their midline so far. You're like, damn, I, this needs to be in the L1 manual. Yeah, you see them. You see them like contorted into positions. That's like, yeah. how did you even get? <laughs> right. Okay. So you've seen that. Yeah. 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 The trank. Yeah. That. That trank phenomenon is crazy. Or they'll be walking down the street and they're just peeling their clothes off. Yes. Just like they must yes. be just burning up and they're just like, can't get it off quick enough. Good find, Caleb. Um, so you... <clears throat> that that skin, I saw on one of the things he pulled up, that skin rotting. I'm, I see that a lot. Like most of the homeless that we see, they have such terrible sores and skin problems that it's like, like you just see them lying on the street and they're they look like someone poured acid on them yeah like one there's one guy who does kind of hang around our area there's a starbucks like one on the same block as my gym and he has just a massive sore on his hand and i'm like that looks like the most painful thing ever oh yeah just like that Um, who are your neighbors who's on either side of you in your in your in your at my gym yeah. Um, right next door is a East West Bank. Okay. And then nice. the other side is an opticians. So oh. part of, I was searching for quite a while to find a space. There's a lot of real estate available, like commercial real estate mm. available because so many businesses closed around 2020, but obviously not every, not every commercial real estate is suitable for a CrossFit gym. So I, once you start filtering for some of the important things, like like who's beside you, no residences above um, uh, open floor plan, 
it starts dwindling pretty quickly the the type of real estate that's available and so this space here was a martial arts gym for years they don't like kids martial arts and they closed in 2020 and i knew of it because i lived only four blocks away from it for a long time um but they never advertised it as being available so i had to do some poking around to find out what the status of it was and then once i got in touch with the um landlords they were super nice and we we were able to get things worked out pretty quickly but because my classes are morning and evening it suits pretty well with having a bank and an optician's either side because they work that middle section of the day that we're not an inconvenience to them where there is a run? where do your people run they run on geary they go right on geary and go up 19th avenue that's like okay. a pretty nice residential you see there's like a kid's playground there so it's oh a there's a park yeah it's a pretty nice street and and we just do varying lengths up that street you ever do you guys ever train at the park uh we haven't it's it's pretty but our saturday morning class is is like our biggest and busiest class but the park is also super busy at that time um yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty popular area. and during the summer when we first opened there was a lot of like kids camps going on all the time it's a good like i mean it's a good marketing tool for me as well because the i i'm getting parents from that park that are becoming members so yeah awesome like i i use i use i use running pretty often as almost like a marketing thing where it's like get people outside and so then people that are in the park see these people running back and forth all the time like what what is this or they see them run if they're driving down geary you see them running up and down through geary or we're doing farmers carries up that street so i i try and use that to my advantage as much as possible on saturdays to get people Roy, I, I make the assumption that when affiliate owners come on here, they're just diehard CrossFitters. They're just in fucking love with it. They're in love with the workout. They're in love with their friends who do it. They're are, are you in that boat? Like, did any part, do you see it as a business or do you see it as a love or where do you fall? How would you describe your relationship with it, with the brand CrossFit? Uh, I guess the, the methodology. Yeah. Very big proponent of it. Like I'm conscious of saying like, because of Heller, Heller's video. Um, Whenever I started doing CrossFit, instantly loved it. Loved it to the point where I was doing it most days. And then when our next football season came around, it felt like football was almost an inconvenience because I was either not able to do the CrossFit training or I was like carrying injuries from football into training. And it was just became frustrating where I was like, I want to do this passion, but I also like playing this sport. So I took a year out of playing the sport just to just to train more often because it just brought more enjoyment. I worked full time anyway, so I wanted that balance of work and then enjoying my workouts, getting to push. No major athletic kind of goals with it. I did like increase my fitness a lot, but not to where I ever felt like, oh, I'm gonna go hard into competing on this. I I value the the training and the community aspect of it a lot more than the sport side of it. I I love and I'm very interested in the sport. I'm pretty much a dork when it comes to the sport, but it never sparked to me that I would want to go real hard towards competitive crossfitting. 
And I think that you saw CrossFit begin within the Bay Area, but now you're not really seeing that many athletes come out of the Bay Area because it's too expensive of a place to live, to just live and dedicate yourself to training. Like you need to work here to survive and it's an expensive place to live. So doing the training all along, Alana, she was loving it as well. She wanted to get her L1. Um, I was also wanted to get my L1, but I kind of pushed her towards the L1 and myself towards nutrition so that uh, together we would kind of bring something to the gym that was a little bit different. And so we continued coaching and working out in that gym again, just really love CrossFit. But um, I think what you've done with this show is you've created a hub of where these CrossFit diehards or dorks or whatever you want to call them, they get to come and communicate to each other in the chat or like call into your show. It is very hard to find people even in a CrossFit gym that are actually as interested in CrossFit as the people that are on the show. Right, right, right. So it, it just was this passion that I continued doing the training, really enjoyed helping coaching other people from like being an athlete and helping others in the gym, doing the nutrition gig, and then just wanted to coach it more. So, Hey, just um, so you know, I wasn't even into CrossFit, the nuances of this, this, I really don't like this word, but the nuances of the community when I worked at CrossFit because I was too busy working. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't like, I, I know way more about the games now than I did when I worked there. Like, yeah. like what did I give a shit if there were 10% or 25%? Like I had shit to film and stories to cover and like give a rat's ass about that stuff. So yeah, I, I agree. This is, this is a, uh, a, a weird group here. I, I want to go back to, so you, when did you go from, realizing crossfit was the greatest way to stay fit mm -hmm. and the greatest group of people to hang around in order to achieve your goals to holy shit this is also the cure for the world's most vexing problem like do you remember at some point because as a young man and you find this thing you're like yeah i'm gonna get fast and strong and healthy but then at some point you're like oh shit that, that dude was gonna die if he didn't find crossfit yeah, I, I just wanted, like, I felt like I wanted other people to do it as well. And I, and I was trying to be this kind of, like, fit person within my group of friends and, and encourage them to, to do it. And I find myself wanting other people to kind of join us in doing it. Not being, like, overbearing on them, but just being like, oh, this is great. And then people do start to notice. They're like, oh, what have you been doing? Because like in the sports side of things like you you're pretty fit this season what what have you been doing and then they piques their interest um but just from a health perspective it was like the the whole methodology nutrition and everything above that it's like a, a no-brainer for me when it comes to like how do you keep yourself as healthy and independent for as long as possible this this is definitely the way to to do it fitness itself there's like someone could find the same thing in jujitsu or something like that and that's fine i've honestly no problem with it what i love about this is just the variety that it offers that you are 
fit, fast, healthy. You're able to you're able to do things without it causing you a second thought. Our friends said, "Oh, do you want to go do half dome?" And we just went the next weekend and done half dome. Yeah. The fact that for some other people, if you said, "Oh, do you want to go on this hike?" and it's a, they have to be like have this internal dialogue that's eleven like, miles or something. I don't right? know if I can do that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just try to kind of, without being overbearing on people, just be a good example. And we started getting our friends to do it and they kind of instantly enjoyed it and felt themselves getting stronger and healthier and kind of spawned from there. I don't know if that answers your question. Did your perspective change on it though? When I found it, I just thought of it as something like where you get, you know, it's, it's, um, uh, Josh Everett versus Greg Amundsen. How who's the, who can do grace the fastest? And it wasn't until I was like f- maybe five years of working there that I was like, holy shit! If that dude didn't find CrossFit, he'd be dead. And yeah, then, I, I now, would say that. now I feel like we all know it. It's like, hey, the like everyone better be at least doing some part of CrossFit. Like you don't have to do the movements. You better at least find the nutrition part. You better find something. Yeah, and that's that, that's why I that's why I never went hard into compete competitiveness with it i like if you catch me inside a workout yes i'm pushing pretty hard but if i'm coaching a class i'm this is gonna help you lift your kids or or this is gonna help you in your life in so many ways that's what i'm trying to do here i honestly don't care how heavy you lift i want you to move well and and i want you to leave here feeling more capable in your life not and i almost spend more of my time trying to convince people that crossfit is not just running yourself into a wall every day that you come in here so that you're so sore that you cannot move throughout the rest of your life there's times when that is a good thing but it shouldn't be your every day and and within san francisco here you get a lot of people in these high performing jobs type a people and they take that same mentality into their workout space and then they can only just go hard and they just want to be floored after every single workout it's like not that doesn't have to be you every single day you come in here what do you think about like the mindset of people in the um in this and this is going to be broad and sweeping and by no means agree with me if you want to push back but i think of the mindsets of people in australia and canada and the uk and they kind of want to be told what to do i feel like more so than the united states in, in, in the nordic countries and then you open this business like CrossFit, and it doesn't cost five hundred thousand dollars to open it. It's fucking really, really cheap to open it. It's three thousand dollars, or what? What is it? Four? Is it four thousand now? Three, uh, three thousand when I paid it. Three thousand dollars to hang the name up. You do the two day course. It's crazy potent. There's no one. You, you hear all the time. It's like, wow, I went to four years of kinesiology school, and I didn't. I learned more in two days at the CrossFit Level One. I can't even believe it. It's the only. It's the only seminar that's um, fitness seminar, health seminar that's being taught in multiple countries. It's the only one that does hands on and written. It's the only one that has just like fucking crazy library of videos and just all. We all know how great it is, and then you. You pay the money and you open your gym and you can do whatever you want to do, you know? And I, when I think of these other countries, I was always think, oh, I wonder if they would be rather be told what to do. Like that Canadian mindset, they would rather be like, hey, can you make all of our signs green? Our paper cups should look like this. Every gym should have to offer water. Um, yeah, that, on, on that? Just yeah, well, the, the people of those countries? 
if you if you look now at um, what the recent stir up of talk of affiliation increasing, yeah, kind of re brings up the topic of oh, what's CrossFit doing for me? Yeah, to an extent, yes, I I don't want to pay more, but it's like who cares what CrossFit is doing for you? You have this business now that you can run the way that you want to because of how how CrossFit is right. What CrossFit does outside of completely like destroying the brand you've you've got certified through crossfit take that methodology and now apply it to your people how you see fit you don't need crossfit to tell you what to do that's not the way greg set it up go, go run your business so the things crossfit do shouldn't affect you a lot i think that i still would i still want to stay affiliated because me and alana who are our two coaches right now are both CrossFit trainers. What we're doing is CrossFit. For us, our gym name is Fear Fitness CrossFit. Mm -hmm. If something happened catastrophically with CrossFit, um, we're still Fear Fitness. That's what our members kind of know us as. Within the class, we are still talking about CrossFit, talking about the methodology, but um, I don't well, think that the, I don't think any no matter how what you want to say negative about the people who are running the ship right now, I don't think they've done anything to damage the brand. I don't think they've done anything. To, what I think has happened is they're just floating out at sea and they're susceptible to getting eaten by a shark. But I don't think they're doing anything to damage the brand. I think the games were absolutely fucking amazing. I think everyone still knows you walk into your local coffee shop and you're wearing a CrossFit shirt. Everyone knows you're the fittest dude in there. Yeah. And, and every, everyone knows it's hard. It, it, I think the brand value is still there. I just think that we're, we were used to a leader who stood, really stood by something, whether you agreed it on it or not. And that was Greg, you know, like he had always like one finger, like ready to flip someone off. And we all kind of like got behind that. Yeah. And we don't have that now. And so I just think, I don't think the brand has been damaged. Do you, do you do you think that? I mean, I still think everyone knows if you want to get be the fittest you can possibly be, just go into an affiliate and they'll get you going. Yeah. I, I no one's denying that anywhere in the world. No one's no. like, oh, uh Jeffrey Adler's not the fittest dude in the world. Everyone knows it. No fucking Olympian wants a piece of him. Yeah, well, what what some of the major drawbacks of what holds people off starting is because they think everyone that does it is so fit. So that tells you that. The general perception is that people who do CrossFit yeah. are some of the fittest people that are out there. I'm almost spending more time dispelling people and saying the, the fitness levels of people in here <laughs> are very wide. Yeah, yeah. I love the brand. Well, how do you how do you do that? Because we, I, I we want to get people in the doors, right? But um, but we don't want to lose the brand value either. Yeah, it's again they you talk about a lot, they need to take a deep look at what media content they're pumping out there. Um, well, they need to pump out I, some media content, just anything. That's yeah, I feel like, I feel like last year when they had this magic of CrossFit, like that just died on its ass. With right. It was just, a, it was just a blip. Yeah. I know it needed, it needed like three or four years of continuous drum pounding. It's and hard. Now it's, just, now it's just back to like some teenager running their Instagram. And I'm like, I can't repost any of this shit. CrossFit for, for me, I'm marketing my gym, but I am marketing the methodology of CrossFit. Yeah. And 
the level one, like I could just take the level one and just take small sections out of that. And there's a post, there's a post, there's a post. I almost think that the level one should be what all members get. And then another level for coaches and then an, another level for advancement of coaches. But almost any member would benefit from just sitting through the level one. Any human should take it. Yeah. The level two, you, you were actually at my level one. Um, Where was that at? It was. Was it at um, HQ? Yeah. In 2020. Dude, you know, it's cra- that That's crazy. Do, did I speak with you? Did I interview you? Not interviewed, but very, just a very brief exchange. Just talking like during the lunch hour, we exchanged a few words, but um, not at any length talking. So do you know that story why I was there? It was at the time where you were just basically going back to what you had started doing and video and content. I was running the media team and then all of a sudden Rosa took over and there was just nothing to do. So I started just like, fuck it. I'm going to make more content than I'm going to just go back in time, 10 years. So I went to, I went to two level ones back to back weekends at CrossFit HQ. And that footage is amazing. Except people, so many people were wearing masks and it fucked up all the footage. Yeah. I I, look like ding dongs. Even the instructors had masks on. I know. I know it was, I I looked back at the kind of photo from that time or it popped up on my face. And I'm like, what was, what was this about? Yeah, photo. You know the photo at the end where like the whole group photo, and it's just everyone yeah. spread out five feet apart. Yeah. I'm like, what was? Everyone that? should have just put a dildo in their ass instead. Yeah, basically. Um, I would be interested. I would be interested in the content because there was one guy that I was paired with during the workout, and he was this like guy in his forties, Italian bald head guy, and I'm pretty sure you interviewed him because I recall you talking to him outside. But I don't think he had ever even heard of CrossFit. So I was like, how have you ended up doing this level one? Was he, was he a gay dude, big, like like maybe 100 pounds overweight? No, no. He was oh. he was in good shape, bald guy. Um, oh, was, he was maybe like, he was from a it – was, it was – that was the most fat people I've ever seen at L1. I was actually really impressed. It was really – it was really oh, amazing. Yeah. There were some go-getters there. Do you, do you remember that old lady there? She looked like she was going to die. No, I don't remember. She was, she was a recovering alcoholic. She, she looked like she was 70, but she was like my age. Oh, I think. Yes, yes, yes. There was, an, there was an older guy as well. He just looked like an older, heavy businessman. I'm like, where did this guy come Yeah. Where's he come out of? Great the stories. Damn, dude, I got some great interviews. I made those videos for CrossFit, but they didn't want them. I, I, ended, yeah, up, yeah. I ended up making them. And they didn't so that them. Italian guy, whenever I was paired with him for the, the workout, the like thruster burpee workout, yeah. it was not only did it seem like he had never heard of CrossFit and done the seminar, when it came to the working out part, he just like picked the bar up, done three, and then just sat it down and then was just standing, sipping <laughs> yeah. I, go, go. And he didn't understand that you had to do the workout as fast as possible. I didn't know that either when I started CrossFit. It, it took me like six months to figure that out, that there was a timepiece. Hey, that's great. That's crazy that you were there. What a, what a great location. What a great group of people. That was a, I was so um, – it sucked because 
I basically, those were my last two weeks of working at CrossFit and I went to two level ones and it just, it, it got me so hyped. And then I was fired. I was like, fuck. Yeah. That, that's, I was so bummed. I, the, the good thing about living in the Bay area is that you're so close to what would have been the epicenter or the hub of CrossFit. So when Alana done her, um, when her L1 was on, it was at the ranch. Yeah. And it was like Katie Hogan was leading it. Dave was there just kind of floating around in the background. Yeah. And I was bringing her to and from it each day. And I was like creeping around the ranch. And then um, I went and dropped in at CrossFit Santa Cruz. And then was just like trying to, it just felt kind of surreal being there. Like I've went past the ranch multiple times. Anytime I'm going to up and down towards yeah, Santa Cruz. Yep. But uh, then then mines was supposed to be in Milipedes at uh, Austin Bijibing's gym, but it got moved no. to, got moved to HQ. Um, so it was like again surreal just being there. It was like, oh, this is CrossFit HQ. And then on my Alana and I both done our L two in San Jose, and it was like Hollis Malloy, Katie Hogan, Pat Barber, and again it was like. I know who all these people are. It's kind of some big, big old names in CrossFit. Katie's the like West Coast representative. So I spoke to her then at our L2 and said, listen, we're hoping to open a gym in the future. Can we like ask you any questions? And she was helpful. Hey, look at this. It looks like there's two people who are also at that level one. Look at, I was, the only one out of 50 people that drank a beer with the staff after the seminar. I wonder if he means that one. Hmm. Uh, Zach, uh, that's the work. That's the only workout I've done with a mask on. God, I think I remember meeting you, Zach. You must've been so young there. Hmm. There was a young kid there too. Yeah. Like a really young kid. Yeah. Yeah. Was he there with his mom or something? No, no. God, I was so impressed by that kid. It was like he had taken the summer Instead of doing something that weekend with his, I can't remember, but I was impressed with that kid. Yeah, but that the um, I was impressed. I'm always impressed with the people at the level one. All the attendees, I'm like, damn, you guys are fucking badasses. You're talking about the like us having to do that L1 masked. What baffles me is that if you go to CrossFit's website and look up some of the things about the L1, a lot of the video, a lot of the videos that they put up are coaches coaching it with a with a mask on like just standing at a whiteboard and you can barely they're like voices muffled like just put up a different video than this yeah 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 that's a shame and the problem is this too oh there's greg hammond he's coming on the show i steam one of these pictures the problem is is the main problem i have with the mask is what it, it signals other people, right? So people come into your gym and they get signaled by everyone around them. Okay, that, that's how you move. That's how you dress. Oh, shit. Notice how everyone has water bottles. I never see anyone drinking soda pop in here. Like you, And so people put on that mask and you're signaling everyone around you um, yeah. that, that something's wrong. And like that's not – if you're doing CrossFit, probably nothing is wrong with you and nothing can – and really nothing can hurt you. No, Evan, well, that's not true. Yes, it is. Fuck off. Yeah, back in like when the gyms closed down – our gym owner did <clears throat> like we were, were forced to shut the gym, but our gym owner at Telegraph CrossFit, he's very, he's been in, they're now an 11 year affiliate. 
before opening his gym, he coached at San Francisco CrossFit along with Kelly, Carl Paoli. Carl was a member at the, our gym for a number of years. So deep connections within CrossFit. And so whenever the gym was closed down, he was like, F this. And he just blacked out the windows and just let people in. <laughs> and we, yeah. were, we were running undercover for a while. And he basically said, if you're comfortable, I, I'm okay with it. So that was, it, that was a telegraph CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. And so we, we ran it that way until he got a couple of slaps on the wrist. Then we would go to outdoor classes at a close park. Then we would go back to undercover and we just had the windows blacked out for a long time. Um, it, it, it was weird. Kelly's gym closed, right? I remember hearing that and I remember like that not yeah. feeling that not yeah scary. which is which is was a, surprised how bad it like how much it moved me when i heard his gym closed yeah i feel like there's a kind of multiple things that i think he had got su super successful outside of san francisco crossfit and um they had their own re that ready state method that him and his wife do that is their probably main focus and the gym was being run by um they had a lot of good coaches, but they had a large air, a large building inside the Presidio. I can only imagine what the... Yeah, that location was crazy, right? Yeah, and then a bunch of their members, obviously, once it closed down, just stopped paying. And so then it, it closed. But his core group of coaches have reopened a new gym in the Presidio again. It's oh, called, no shit. Yeah, it's called CrossFit 7x7. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's actually like within the last, I think they're, they're maybe just over a year, but within the last year and a half, there's been three new CrossFit gyms in San Francisco. No shit. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hey, you know, that's a testament to the, to the name also that people from that era are still opening gyms and still affiliating. I mean, that's yeah. like, a, if I work at headquarters, that's like a really, really, really good sign. Yeah, it's you've got that one is in the Presidio, and that's kind of basically trying to pick up. They would have had a lot of the marina pack heights. That would be their main kind of catchment area for their gym. Yeah. Um, then, which means just crazy wealthy people with really old money. Yeah, yeah, and they they have a really nice space. Their rates are probably intentionally high to keep like yeah. a how much how much do you think the rates are there you think it's three or four hundred a month there things that high uh it's over 300 yeah yeah, yeah. Like when i was trying to set mine i was trying to consider that it's it's still san francisco so it's got to be up and around the same rates as the other gyms but we are more like suburban neighborhood of san francisco and it is where people on let's say lower San Francisco incomes or families who lived in the marina uh, and maybe now had a kid and realized they need to live in more of a like neighborhood where there's parks and, and it's more residential. So I was trying to consider that as well, that it's not the richest area of the city, but it's still San Francisco. So are you living in San Francisco? Do you live there? Yeah. Do you live close to your gym? Yeah. Like 20 blocks from it. Do you walk to work? 
I don't because I right now I'm still um, working my other job in the middle of the day. So I coach in the mornings, no work shit. my job, and then work coach in the evenings. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> your your wife Alana, same thing. She has uh, two jobs. She she's the gym and a day job. Yeah. So she she is working full time. I went down to. So I was working 40 hours a week and I went down to 25 hours a week. So I worked nine to two 30 at my day job, day job. And then I do most of the coaching because she's doing full-time work to help support the loss of income that I got right away. Yeah. Um, but she, she helps. She's there every evening and she helps in the mornings. Like for today, we both went down opened up done the 545 class and then i took off halfway through it and she took the 545 and 645 classes when, when i wake up in the morning i'm pretty excited I, my my i wake up at six i usually wake up like at, I, I hear roosters and chickens around 445 and then i know and then at 6 a.m i i hear my alarm go off and i'm pretty excited i'm pretty like oh shit this is cool and i and i jump up and i you know, turn on the coffee maker and I get, I start getting really, I'm like, wow, in an hour, I'm going to be live on the air. Is, is it like that for you? You're like, Oh my God, I get to go to my gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I'm, it obviously is an added stressor, but it was something that I wanted to do so much that I'm like, this, this is, uh, this is something I've been talking about for a long time. And Alana was pretty, very encouraging all the time was like, just, just, you want to do it. Let's open it. We're both coaches. We're both coaching for someone else. We love that gym. We love that community. Let's try and grow one of our own. So like she was fully supportive and people, when I tell them the hours that I get up and coach and then work and then coach and then do some like one-to-one -one sessions or intro sessions. And then I'm getting home at like 9 PM and then back up again at 4:30. People think that's nuts, but it, I'm six months in and I still get up and enjoy that morning every time. So like you, you are getting to be a good part of people's other, otherwise what can feel like a mundane day. Yeah. At least when they come into us, like, they might come in sleepy in the mornings, but they leave feeling so kind of ready to go about their day that it's satisfactory every time. So, yeah. Do you, do you like your gym when you walk in? Or are you like, yeah, this is my gym? Yeah. Yeah. We like, we dropped in at a lot of gyms over the years. We traveled quite a lot, <clears throat> tried to drop in anywhere that we would go. And it was kind of our chance to, see what we liked and didn't like about other gyms what sort of vibe we got from people what's what their kind of style of coaching was how they warmed you up um and and just the general atmosphere around it and we um tried to just take the best bits that we enjoyed most 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 of the time it was about how how the interactions with people were we've dropped in to really nice gyms where people would not even acknowledge that you were there dropping in. Oh. That was like, yeah. It was just like, well, that was shit. We've dropped into a gym in Thailand that was literally just someone's garage. I think we 
could barely even find it or it was in vietnam couldn't couldn't find it because it was just it just happened that this like german woman saw that we were wearing crossfit type clothes yeah. and she said oh i think you're looking for this gym over here and we went in and it was like four people in a garage just training um and were we, they nice to you were they like hi yeah, yeah it was like oh we've got a drop in yeah 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 um but yeah the the more welcome in the gym the then generally the better experience you leave from it and we just we what we have want people what do you want people to know to so if let's say i just popped in your gym and i just opened the door what would be the ideal if, if, if you guys were running on all cylinders what would be the ideal situation that you feel welcome that you feel like part of a group that of people that you've never met before can i see would you if you were the coach would you be like hey what's up i'll be with you in a second I would go straight, like I would likely go straight over to you. Yeah. Most of the time, if I see someone signs up for a drop in, I'll text them right away and like let them know that I've saw that they're dropping in and communicate a little bit back and forth. Yeah. And then when when they come in, I'm like, oh, I'm worried that you that you were messaging. Yeah. And uh, the goal is that they would walk away from it. That they'll. <clears throat> they'll want to repost things that you do and that they'll want to come back to your gym. We just had a, we just had a French couple who were traveling and dropped into multiple gyms in the city and they came over after he owns a gym in France. And he said, he was like, this was so fun. This was like an oh. enjoyable place. So th that's satisfactory as well. So Yeah. Um, so the goal is, is, Every person who comes into your gym, I, this is what I just heard you say. You want them to want to talk. You want you hope that they have an experience that's worth for them to talk about. Yeah, they'll be they'll go to lunch and be like, dude, I went to this really fucking cool gym in the city. The people there were so nice. The workout was crazy. God, they warmed us up so good. My gym doesn't do that at home. Just shit like that. Yeah. And do do you have do you have any Irish friends? Pedro, just, Pedro. Pedro, just Pedro. Like, yeah. we're generally a super friendly. Yeah. Like chill enjoyable group of people to be around sense of humor i but, want Conor mcgregor to be my friend but <laughs> not. but if, if you've ever if you talk to anyone who goes to ireland their comments are generally that the, the scenery is beautiful and that the people are really friendly and inviting so that's the vibe that you get in our gym we're not we're not putting irish flags or anything up around the saying oh this is the irish gym it's subtle that the name just has one word that's Irish. Most people don't even know that it's an Irish word. Then they come into the gym and you'll start hearing the different voices from around Ireland. And it's a lot of laughs and a lot of kind of friendly slagging during the class. So. Um, Rory, uh, when will you know that fear is successful? Is is there a, when, yeah, when will you know it's successful? When will you know, be able to? Maybe take well, your foot off the gas or or, or go well, into phase two. Is there a phase two? Well, I feel like it's successful already. Okay. Okay. We're bringing something to a neighborhood that otherwise didn't have it. What baffled me was that the gym telegraph that we were working at is about one mile away from where our gym is. And it is the only gym on the entire west side of the city, the only CrossFit gym. And they're two of the largest residential neighborhoods in the city. I'm like, this is where most people are, the most people are living. Why do they not have this service? So 
already most of my members that have joined are people coming in and saying, oh, this neighborhood didn't have anything like this. And they come in and get and, and get started with it. Not everyone enjoys CrossFit. Sometimes it's too hard for it's too hard for them because the the maybe on not to say unspoken thing, but it, it is still a difficult method of training. You have to be willing to come in and actually get uncomfortable and if you want to see progress, kind of work hard. And for for some people, that's not what they want in their training. They're they're for them, probably wrongly, their training is just like a, a checkbox that they do each day. It's like, oh I worked out. They didn't really work. But for them, that's what the gym is. Um, right. we're just trying to change that narrative for as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's successful so far. We're, we're growing. Membership is increasing at a rate that we find sustainable. It's not where we need it to be. It's not, it's not where we, it's not where we are at this level of extreme comfort, but because it's Alana and I managing this thing by ourselves with jobs, we couldn't have this like influx of 30 people. And then you're trying to integrate 30 people into your already community. For us, this rate of like adding around five members per month has been pretty natural. Yeah. And wow. And, and it's continually increased that, that way to date. I maybe projected that, when we would first open, you would see this huge, this bump because it was newly opened and then it would be an increase. There wasn't the big bump to start with that I expected, but it still increased the way that I was hoping it would. So, And you're, and you're okay with that? Yeah. It's, uh, we are still growing. It's got to the point where it's paying for itself. Then not, it, a couple months ago, it got to the point membership wise that it's, covering its own costs congrats so dude that's now great mad us to start kind of increasing to where i had to take a income drop to make it happen now it has to come back and supplement some of that income yeah and then it just becomes like a cost balance of at what point can i does the membership grow to the point where i can now step away from that salary stays lower a little bit but i can grow the thing a bit more um and we're we're a little bit um when that happens is going to be slightly driven by my wife alana is also uh in the kind of final stages of going into the fire academy so she's making a she's making somewhat of a career shift or hoping to um and so that'll be that'll be a little unsettling for us again so we'll kind of hold tight and then just continue to grow it from there hey it's it's cool um we just brushed over this, but it's really cool that your wife uh, supported you opening the gym. Yeah. It's, like having strong relationships like that. And especially when you don't have kids that someone will allow you to pursue your dreams is, is awesome. Yeah. I think it was, it kind of falls under the having kids thing of, of why we're now doing these two kind of life changes where we, I have a great group of friends here. They're all around our same age and they were all in the early stages of starting families. They have like one to two kids. Yeah. And so we were on a similar trajectory. I was working as a construction manager. 
Like I, I have been doing that for 10 years. I could stay in that role for, for a long time. Um, but the opening the gym was just this like constant itch in, my, in the background that I was like, this needs to be scratched before, um, before it's too late. And I, we felt that, um, we would potentially have kids. Alana was working in her job that she's been doing for 10 years as well. Just doesn't love it. It's not like a passion for her. Her aunt was a firefighter or is still a firefighter in the city for like 20 plus years. Wow. That's been her little itch in the background all the time. That was like, yeah, she's wanted to do it. She's wanted to do it, but never wanted to take the leap because we know that it'll be like a step backwards, but we try to say this, but the, but it's the current state of affairs. She'll get hired just because she's a girl. Yeah, that's that's was, essentially. Yeah, they'll literally like like they they hire people based on their genitalia now. It's so, fuck. so that that yeah. I mean that is not right, but she's going to take advantage of it if, right. if she possible. has the proper gen. It's not her fault she has those genitalia. <laughs> yeah, so she she has wanted to because her aunt was a firefighter for years and she always kind of looked at her as this being such a cool job yeah and was like very interested in it when we first moved here she wanted to get in but at that time it was super competitive super difficult to get in yeah and so over the years there's been times where she's kind of inquired and her aunt was still like it's it's not looking good it's going to be super difficult you don't have all of the relevant qualifications to get in and then literally 18 months ago, her aunt was like, if you want to get in, you will get in. So yeah, yeah. Just, Dude, I've heard some crazy stories. Yeah. So, so she, so she went, her aunt said, Oh, let's come to this boot camp, and we'll get you to meet some of the like fire chiefs and then yeah, yeah. take it from there. And so she goes to this uh, boot camp on treasure Island. Oh, cool. And uh, it was it was an all female boot camp, purposely to try and like they're making a push to get more females into the department. Of course, who doesn't who doesn't want a girl saving you from a burning building? Yeah, and so then they were like, she goes to this boot camp. Caleb's wife's a firefighter. Caleb's oh, right. wife, and she has a vagina too. <laughs> so she goes to this boot camp and like blows everyone away. And it's like, what what training have you been doing? Oh, that's awesome. And she's like. CrossFit? How how are you all not doing CrossFit? Yeah. And so she then went down the path. She went, done her EMT certification, got through all of the steps. She's went through a lot of the interviews and it's down to like final stages of like background checks and um, just medical stuff. But goal is that she will get in into the academy in January. So awesome. Congratulations. That's awesome. But yeah, so so I supported her, like I support her because I want her long term to be doing something that she wants to do. The same way for the gym, she wants me to be doing something that I want to do. Um, But it it kind of spawned from like we're thirty, we're both thirty four, making this life change. Yeah, our friends had all been, our friends had all started having kids, and we thought we were on the same path, and we're like, let's try and have kids as well and it just after a year or so of trying it was like oh this doesn't happen as easy as everyone thinks it'll happen and then i went through some tests and found out that 
we I can't have kids naturally. So then we were faced with this. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like your sperm don't have tails or something? <laughs> um, it it was a funny story. I had to so I like we had been trying for a while, and we were like, "All right, so have sex without contraception." Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Just checking. Okay. Remove the goalkeeper. So we um we're trying for quite a while and and it wasn't uncommon some of our friends who had got pregnant were like yeah we tried for a while before it actually happened yeah and and so we kind of just would would just again if it happens it happens yeah but then it went so long that it wasn't happening we were like something's not right here so i know I there were some days you're like dude that one for sure got you pregnant <laughs> you just know like, so I would be like, oh, shit. My wife would be like, well, what? like dude, fucking, I got the neighbor pregnant with that one. Yeah. So then I went and got some tests done and, or uh, like, basically have to go and, and give a sperm sample to run tests for like sperm count motility. Yeah. And yeah. it, uh, the results came back and it's like, no sperm. And I oh, was like, in there, in there. There were no guys, no swimmers in there. Yeah. So I was like, what's, they said, oh, there might be something wrong. Like, come do it again. So then came done it again. Zero. zero. Uh -huh. So I was like, all right, what's going on here? So they're like, oh, you're going to have to go see this. Your, I think it's a urologist. <clears throat> so I go to this urologist and the, the hospital is like three blocks away from where our houses go yeah. in. And it's just like, drop your pants, get up yeah. on the table. And so they just. Yeah start poking around yeah and i'm on the table and the person is doing the exam it was a guy doing the exam he's like oh he's this like fondling thing. your nuts he's like feeling your nuts and stuff like doing the pinch thing yeah yep, yep. pinch and roll or whatever yeah um so that's that's uh happening he just stops and he's like oh i'm gonna have to go and get another urologist here to help me with this this is a little bit strange so i like, I've oh, seen this movie. I've watched this movie before. Like, please, okay. tell shit, please tell me like, shit. Please tell me shit. Please tell me shit. Huge shit. <laughs> so it was a another female urologist came in and she was like, oh, oh, do you mind if I bring in this student nurse as well? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. So I'm lying on the on the table with trousers around my ankles. Yeah. And there's three of them just fondling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fondling me. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is super strange. Like, you've got what we call a bilateral absence of the vast deference. Oh, oh. So essentially, there is no tube that connects my, connects the. Where the swimmers me. hang out to the rest. So basically, when you ejaculate, it pumps out all the different chemicals that go into the girl right and you're saying the one that pumps the actual swimmers in it wasn't uh is a rare obstructive anomaly that contributes to male factor infrastructure the prevalent but basically you have the swimmers they just don't have a fucking tube that goes they, they, to can't, they just they can't get there they can't get but like when you would get a vasect when you get a vasectomy that's what they basically disconnect oh that's a trip could they could they reconnect it could they like connect it there is oh, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no the the tube itself doesn't exist. But Caleb, don't you have two of those tubes? One from each ball. Yes. 
So, but he doesn't have. You don't have either one. What's up, Caleb? Hey. Hey, I want. I wonder if that's affected you in terms of like your health. Like, if you like, you have more. I wonder if you have higher T levels than an average man because you're just keeping all the swimmers in your whole life. Yeah, hey, dude. If I were well, you, I would the get first, a the first. The first step you, like, was, a microscope, dude. The first step was to check that shit myself. Go ahead. First sorry, step was ahead. to get blood tests and stuff, and they didn't see anything. Right. That would kind of. Yeah, look function. at you. You have perfect skin. You got you're you're healthy. I could tell by your skin you're healthy. So then, um, yeah, then just kind of got bounced around. You probably saw when it came up there that that as rare as that is, it tends to come up in people with cystic fibrosis. So then they were like, oh, do you have cystic fibrosis? Or does anyone in your family have cystic fibrosis? And what's funny is I, I know of cystic fibrosis because it's, I think Ireland's one of the higher levels of it, but I didn't know of anyone in my family that had it. So I, I then had to go get more tests done to see if I had like genetic, genetically if i had any kind of strain of cystic fibrosis and they did say oh you are like a recessive carrier for cystic fibrosis so you don't have it but if you were to have a child with someone who is also a recessive for it then there's a 25 percent chance that, that child would have cystic fibrosis so I had to then go like they they want to bad is cystic fibrosis bad. I'm seeing a disorder that causes problems with breathing and digestion. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty oh. bad. Okay. Yeah, it caused like the body can't digest the mucus that's developed within the like within your system. So then you just have a mucus problem where everything's built up within your lungs for. There's a correlation between apparatus or something. There's no there's a correlation between not having the tube for your swimmers and having cystic fibrosis. Uh, what I fuck yeah, I guess what an owner who found that out. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so then I guess finding finding that out was basically okay, we're not gonna be able to have kids naturally, so now it's gonna have to be IVF. Here's all your options. They're very expensive. So now it becomes a very much financial decision of when we have children. So we kind of use that finding that out as a second to pause and think if we're going to commit this much to doing something like this are we in the position ourselves in our lives in the jobs we're doing of of wanting to go all in have yeah, kids yeah. And, and potentially be not of let's say scratch those itches of doing jobs that we would want to do for the next 20 to 30 years right um so what do they do? They'll just take semen out of your scrotum and then just put it in her. That's basically it. Well, the, it's funny. So like the healthcare system, they, it's just a big referral network. I would speak to someone who's like, oh, let's refer you to someone else. Let's refer you to someone else. And it, they were just trying to milk my insurance, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. But they were just sending me from person to person to person. And I was like, okay, I now know that I have this. Like we'll make the decision. It's like, oh no, you need to go speak to this counselor because this could affect you mentally. And I'm like, I'm okay. We <laughs> understand the issue. Suck this cock and yeah. I um, so then, so I, I, they God still, damn, that makes me so angry that they said that. That makes me nauseous. Oh, wait, wait for this one. So then, um, I was like, it's okay. We know some of the next stages. 
essentially they don't want the next stage would be to investigate if there is for sure sperm in the testicle because they, yeah. they don't know. So yeah. their methods of doing that is to either put a needle in and try and extract or to yeah. cut it open and try and extract. Uh-huh. They don't want to go through the, the cut it open one until your basically wife is also ready to use it as soon as they remove it. If it's there, yeah. the needle one is less invasive, but the way they described it to me was imagine you're the globe and yeah. sticking a needle in it and hoping that wherever you land, you get a person out of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey dude, are you just having, are you just having tons of unprotected sex now? Well, I just wasted a whole lot of money with protection for years. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would fuck it. I would ignore all those fucking idiots and just keep sure. having sex and, and um and then in five years revisit it like you don't know anything. Start over from scratch again. Fuck these idiots. So they're so this is the, this is the funny thing. So yeah. you're gonna get her pregnant and they're gonna be like, what? So the funny thing is that um this was happening like probably about a year ago now that I was finding all this out, and then about six months ago I had to I I reached out to my like Kaiser healthcare provider for a completely separate issue. Like um, was something to do with like a, a joint pain I was having reached out to my healthcare provider and whatever it must've alerted in their system that I was like reaching out again. The urologist contacts me back and is like, Oh, you need to come back in and do another thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. They want they want to stick their finger in my butt so bad. <laughs> they, want, they want to fucking they want to see inside my butthole so bad. I'm 51, man. They just want to see inside my butt. <laughs> they let me know once a month that they're dying. Could they do, could they do it like on a live episode? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They'll do anything for money. I'm telling you, the last time I went in there, the guy's like, "Hey, you, there's two um, uh, shots you need." I'm like, nah, I don't need them. He goes, but they're free. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Why not? That's your pitch, you fuck nut. It's always a money thing, right? Um, That's the problem with with the the system is they anticipate that everyone does have good insurance, and so they just kill, like they're just trying to milk that insurance system. But then the one per, or not the one, but the many per people who don't have the insurance, they just get taken for a ride with it. Yeah. And, and, like through CrossFit, through my own kind of journey with like taking accountability for my own health, at least I could say, nope, I got this. It's it's okay. Other people will just hang on every word that the healthcare provider says. And so yes. they will just do exactly as they say. So um, uh, this guy, Zach says, are you guys hiring soon? Um, I think that, my my goal for hiring would probably be to grow it from within and if i can identify a member that i see potential i would like provide i would fund their l1 and try and get them on their own coaching journey that way so it's it, not so to it, say, go ahead not to say like i'm i'm not against hiring out, outside but i found from our old gym what i liked was that of the four or five coaches we had there, it was mostly 
members who then went to coaching and it kind of like they were already very familiar with the type of community we had had going. yeah i think it to, to be honest i think that's the problem what's going on at crossfit inc right now i know i know the 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 two or three people that crossfit hired when i was there from outside of crossfit uh, are the ones that caused the biggest problems they they, they derailed the company yeah and and, and um the when the biggest one was is in 2018 or 19 when greg hired the, the ceo that guy completely because he came from the outside completely derails it because they have fucking no idea they it's not even their fault they don't even know what they don't know yeah yeah it's not to say that like external people can come in with good ideas it's 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 not totally bad but when but if you had a kid who was that started there when he's 14 does CrossFit all through high school, goes away to college for four years, comes back, gets his L1. You got a fucking good coach. You got yeah. a dude who knows he's in love. It's his dream. He couldn't stop thinking about it when he's at college. He wants to be there every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wants to make relationships with people. Yeah, I mean, the, the goal of hiring, I knew that the first year was going to be an intense period, so we're kind of okay with it, but it's obviously not ideal that it's either me or Alana that are always coaching and there's no opportunity for the two of us to not be there. But like, we're just going through a period of intensity now and, and eventually it should get to a more sustainable level where we have at least one external coach that can alleviate some of the pressure. Right. Um, uh, there was something in here I wanted to read. Oh, Oh, that's a great question. Rory, what is the drop-in fee and how is the parking? For you, Philip, uh, there's no drop-in fee, but Dang. <laughs> just just pay your just pay your parking because they love giving out tickets in the city here. So parking isn't too bad. Um my my morning parking is is good because there's a Wells Fargo and Starbucks right beside us, like on this opposite corner, and they have a parking lot that is free parking until 9am so very good in the mornings evenings challenging but generally find something close by uh in in total uh san francisco racked up 51.7 million dollars across nearly 23,000 parking meters in the past year so that's just the money in the parking meters um, yeah that doesn't that doesn't count the probably 10 tickets that i've got in the six months that i've ouch yeah. So I heard that that five percent of San Francisco's revenue comes from it's uh, a citations generates a lot of revenue about ninety million per year. That's equal to one point five million parking tickets. Imagine how miserable it is to live in a place like how much it kills morale if you live in a city and you get three tickets a year. That sucks. That's a good, that's a good that, year. That's what it is about. That averages about three tickets per, per citizen a year. Yeah, God, that's um, that's not good. Yeah. For that. It makes what, you want to be like fuck you to the city, right? Every time you get one, you're like, dude, I'm working my ass off. I'm contributing my ass off. Yeah, yeah. I saw a construction worker in San Francisco on, on um uh, Instagram the other day. It was a construction worker in San Francisco working, and he got it. And there were five parking meter uh, meter guys going down the street, mm -hmm. and uh, he got a ticket. And it's like, dude, this guy's like, just you just took his day's pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's they're they're they also just rolled out i haven't seen it implemented yet but street street parking is generally 
9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and they approved to extend it from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. So that's so, good. That's good for you guys. No, no, it, it means that it's <clears throat> because, like, generally people come and park for the evening that are usually home by 6 p.m. It just means oh. that there's basically no, they can't use street parking as parking overnight. Gotcha. So yeah. But they couldn't before either. They could, after 6 p.m., they could leave their oh, car there. Oh, oh. But now they have to wait until 10 p.m. But most people are in their house by 6 or 7. Oh, my God. They're gouging the fuck out of you guys. That's such a scam. Yeah, between that and then <clears throat> they've changed a lot of the parking to, like, five minute only or with, with the kind of increase in, like, uh, food delivery, like, DoorDash and all those it's a lot of outside restaurants. A lot of the parking is just five minutes or pickup only for, for those food services. So, right. Hey, hey um, it's, it's, you chose an interesting time to become an affiliate, right? You've been a CrossFitter for a long time and it's, it's during just some like, I don't know, chaotic or dramatic or exciting times. Um, but it was a no brainer for you, huh? You wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah, it, it it was kind of a thing of what why does it take until now? And maybe it was just it still felt like the right time. Um, you chose a brand that's kind of you chose a, a a company that's kind of going through a lot of changes, getting rocked at sea in a city that's getting completely rocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we had we had the Joe and, and Gigi in this morning doing grace at uh, five forty five. Who's Joe? Joe? Who's Joe and Gigi? Biden. Oh, 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 oh! Awesome. <laughs> they, they were. They were. The their meal last night was at the Legion of Honor, which is very close to where our gym is. So all the like, um, there, there was so many cop cars went up and down the street at the front of our gym yesterday. It was insane. And when does he leave? When does the when do they leave? I think it ends someday, maybe or sure, maybe tomorrow even it ends. But yeah, last night they they had this big meeting a meal at the Legion of Honor, which is you probably know where that is. It's like yeah. up in the top west corner of the of the city. Um, where are um, they staying? Are they staying at the same hotel? I don't know if they're staying at the same hotel. I know Biden's staying at the Fairmont. Um, okay. Okay. I, I don't know. There's that many. I'm sure they're kind of spreading them around, but yeah. Wild man. Uh, for people who don't know, the city is like really small San Francisco and really tight. Like you can walk the whole city if you have time. Yeah. And, uh, like Whenever, whenever my parents, whenever my parents came over from Ireland for our wedding, it's the biggest city that they've ever been to. But I was trying to tell them, Oh, this is a really small city. And they yeah. were like, I spent so much time walking the city. I used to love walking there. What a great place. I used to do it with my wife, my current wife. Yeah. We had so much fun walking there. Um, what do you have any advice for, um, people who are in the pipeline now, people about opening a new affiliate, anything that you'd like to share with them? I mean, I know people say, <clears throat> that you shouldn't just open it out of passion alone and that you should be looking at it as a, as a business. And that is, is very true, but 
it takes a lot of passion to be able to try and continually turn up hour after hour for class to kind of reset, do, do it again, reset, do it again. You got to, you, you have to love doing this if you're going to commit that much time to it. Um, that is if you're going to do as much of it by yourself or along with your partner as we are. Um, but there's obviously a reason that, that someone wants to do it. So I, if it's, if it's there and you, and you see that you could build this community, then I would tell them to go for it, but definitely do your homework. I, I done a lot of Chris Cooper's. I, I had his start a gym book. I read it. I listened to it. I absorb a lot of their content online. Um, I spoke to Matt for probably an hour about a year or more than a year ago. And just went through a lot of the different challenges and and he gave me a ton of advice talk to other gym owners ask them what the good and bad parts of are about it but when you hear all of that and you hear that it's maybe not this money making thing and you still want to do it well then there's something telling you that you should probably do it um just just be prepared to work hard when you when you open it how did you know to look at Chris Cooper's work? How did you know about Two Brain Business? Um, probably through this podcast or through the original CrossFit podcast you've done with them. Wow. So you've consumed a ton of content. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I work as a construction manager. I Most of my projects have been around the Bay Area. Now I'm in the North Bay a lot, but commutes... Or, or an opportunity to just absorb content kind of quieter hours or when I'm just doing like more mindless activities for work, just kind of like have something running in my ear that it's helping to learn from. Do you think, let me say something pretty extreme here. Do you think it's just fucking crazy to open a CrossFit gym and not read at least one of Cooper's books, a two brain business book? Yeah. It, like it's, he, he, at the time that I was, at the time I was absorbing it, he was not even, he was not an affiliate with CrossFit. I don't think at the, at the time, but it's like still, he is deeply rooted in CrossFit. Most of his content, he'll talk about other micro gyms and other forms of training, but it is so applicable to a CrossFit gym that it's, it is your, it's, it is your manual for what you kind of need to get in place and what you need to consider. Um, CrossFit themselves do provide a like manual as well what i found was that they wouldn't provide it until you paid the affiliation and i'm like mm. well i have to go through so many steps before i pay the affiliation that most of the stuff that you're telling me in the book i've already gone through oh. so having his information before that definitely helped um like i i reached out and wanted to kind of secure the affiliate name and then they were like, you can't fully lock it in. We'll hold it, but we can't fully lock it in until you give us the affiliation fee. And in order to give the affiliation fee, you need to give proof of insurance for the premises. And I'm like, do you know how many steps are involved before getting to there? So I secured the name and had to keep extending it and extending it because they give me like a three month time frame. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you can have the name pay within three months. I'm like, I can't even find a property within nine months. So I just right. it until I found it. If someone had a came along and wanted the name 
they could have taken it off, but um, but they accommodated you though. Even yeah, no, the, even those the, the, the ass, they accommodated you. Yeah, the lady I dealt with, I can't recall her name right now, but she she was helpful. Yeah, but, most people aren't most people aren't trying to get a gym in uh, San Francisco, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or yeah. which is which needs twenty gyms. Um, yeah. I uh, I trip whenever I have Cooper on that someone would open a business and not utilize two brain as a business every time i have him on the numbers are crazy the difference between people who use him and the people who don't like the whole doubling in revenue is kind of fucking like uh you should at least go fucking look what he's saying yeah like i spoke to matt about it as well and and matt souza yeah the when they say people who work with two brain and people who don't that is like people who are under their mentorship and people who don't there's still people who absorb all of their content and are able to kind of run a gym successfully like Sousa. I don't think that Sousa ever went through the full, had a mentor from TubeRain, but he definitely used a lot of the content from TubeRain. And I, with that advice, went down a similar path. Um, I think it's just an expenditure thing for people. and, And it would be for me as well. Definitely from day one, it's like, my, my rent is super high. My utilities, all everything that it takes to just get this thing open is super high. Do I need to add the, a mentorship on top of that right away? Um, it's not to say I won't. You don't even need to. You could get the shit free from the book. That, I just When he was on here, he said something so interesting, or I saw it somewhere. He basically said 95% of the stuff we do is for free, and the mentorship is really, at its heart, just expedites it. So you can do it all on your own, but if you get the mentorship, things might move a little faster. But like he really believes in the model of giving stuff away for free. I mean, it just yeah, no, you, the amount of things that the latest one podcast you had with him, the amount of times that he said, "Oh yeah, and we just donated that money," and yeah, we just donated that money. He's, yeah, it almost feels like he's not doing it, running this as a business to make money. He's just running it to help others run their business. Weird how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pedro from Coffee Pods and Wads. Um, Has he been? <laughs> I'm late. Has Rory been merciless, mercilessly mocked about it? Yeah, the the, no, the northern accent's much uh, much nicer than Pedro's southern accent. Uh, brother, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for sharing uh, all, all the stories. And um, yeah, stay in touch. I'm curious how it goes. Let me know if. Yeah, let me know if you're ever in the area in Santa Cruz where we're on basically opposite ends of the bay, but you're a cool dude. Congratulations on your gym. Thanks for doing what you're doing just from this just from being a citizen of planet planet Earth. It's cool. You know you're doing the right thing. It's like something when you do have kids you can be proud of. Yeah, I save people's lives for a living. So, it's cool. Yeah, if you ever want to I know you sent <clears throat> if you ever want to take the kids up and walk Golden Gate Bridge or something our gym is Oh yeah, cool. And I do want actually five minutes of the gym. So yeah. All right, brother. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Great having you on, uh, Rory from F- Fear. Yeah, Fear. Fior. How do you say it? I say it Fear. A lot of our members say Fior as well. But Fior Fear Fitness in in yeah. San Francisco. Drop in, great gym. Thanks, buddy. Have Thank a good you. day. All right. Cheers. Ciao. Balls of steel. No doubt. What was Rory's last name?
Marlowe. Rory Marlowe. Fuck balls of steel. My goodness. I say this from the bottom of my heart, from the top of my heart, from the center of my heart, I say this to you. You have to understand this. You have to understand this. Democrats and Joe Biden and all those people in that cohort, they fucking hate black people. They fucking hate you. It's worse than they want to kill you. They want you to suffer and wallow. They've done, imagine everything you could do to hurt black people. Oh, we have something worse than them than slavery. We're going to let them think that they're free, but we're going to keep them as slaves. You, you think, oh, Sevon's lost his mind. This is some crazy shit. This is some fucking hyperbole. Dude, what would you do if you wanted to really, really hurt people with melanated skin? I'll tell you what you do. <clears throat> the first thing you do is you make sure that they can't read, write, or do math. That's the first thing you do. Tell us what happened when San Francisco decided to do Algebra 1 out of 8th grade. It has been a disaster. For 10 years, since 2014, by moving Algebra 1 out of the 8th grade with the idea that African-American kids would have a bump up in their academic math, it hasn't been the case. Only 9% of African-American kids at San Francisco Unified School District are proficient in math. And this is over 10 years. Where's the victory there? You cannot get the calculus as a high school student in San Francisco Unified, which is in the middle of Silicon Valley. Think about that. People with money and resources, they just work around it. While the kids whose families either don't know or don't have the resources, they're stuck. The results of a Stanford study show that there's been no achievement gains for African-American kids over the last 10 years. This was a Stanford study that was published in March of this year. I say it with peace and love. They fucking hate us. My black brothers and sisters, they hate us. Do not fall for their shit anymore. They support the killing of our babies in the wound. They don't want us to be educated. And they won't protect us uh, with police officers. They've tricked us to hate police officers so we can kill each other. It's a full-blown fucking war against us from that party. Stop worrying about the the... It's, it's okay that Donald Trump wants a Jew to be his accountant over a, a black guy. It, that's not racist. It's called just discernment. Thank you. Say with peace and love. Did I already say that? That is with peace and love? No, you said it from the bottom of your heart to start with. Now you're saying with peace and love. Yeah, that's better because I don't even I don't even know though I don't understand heart talk the bottom the top the main valve. <clears throat> Damn, I've had a scratchy throat for a few days now. I wonder what's going on. Yeah, when I heard you talking, I was wondering if there was something wrong with you. Nothing, nothing, dude. I got some. Oh, but before I say anything bad about coffee, listen, listen. Crazy Black Friday sale crazy black friday sale paper street coffee p-a-p-e-r-s-t coffee 
Don't spell out street. Paper semen coffee. You, uh, you want to get tea there. It's three teas for the price of one. It's going to be a very short window. Very short window. Look, it hasn't even popped up yet. It's gonna be. I don't. Even, what is Black Friday? Is that racist? Uh, Black Friday should be. Next. Look at the Asian girl's gonna buy some tea. <laughs> oh, should be next Friday, Judy. That was too easy, Judy. Who wants to call in and see that the phone's working? What a beast I am! I got this shit working now. Fucking, I got this shit working. Although this one, I got it working last night. I don't even know how. And um, this is all fucked up. Let me call Sue. Let me fuck you guys. Don't call me. I'm going to call Sousa. I'm going to call Sousa. Oh, uh, Livermore, California. You think that's him? Maybe. Oh, shit. It's not working. <laughs> Do you hear anything? No. What a mess. I swear it was working last night. It won't even call him. Maybe someone should call me. Let me see. Do you hear that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good sign. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. They're working? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you sound good. Sweet. Where are you calling Do from? Uh, Texas. Oh shit. That's awesome. That means that's good. That's far away. That means people can call in from far away on this phone. Long distance. Yeah, this... Hey, cool. do you well, like do you do you like Wendy's? No. <laughs> you fucked the joke up. <laughs> Oh my god! My sister texts me after I told that joke, and she's like, "You're stupid." <laughs> cool. Well, what's up, dude? What are you doing? Are you eating carrots? What are you doing? What are you? What's up, Doc? Eating some grapes. grapes. Actually, eating some watermelon. Eating some watermelon and grapes. All right. Yeah. All right, brother. I love you. Thanks for testing it out. All right. No problem. All right. Late. Bye. God, what a great line. I need that, too, in, in the sound bites. What's up, Doc? Bugs Bunny's such a G. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Man, I started feeling, I started, like, hurting in my, my inside started hurting a little bit. Thinking what? about filming the L1 again. I just, I just, I just, um, welcome to the Sevon podcast, the big and best podcast in the CrossFit space and soon breaking out of the ecosystem to take over the world. How can I help you? Oh, awesome. We got the phone working, huh? <laughs> Let a play a play. I don't even know how, dude. Uh, I came in here last night and just was just diddling it. It's like when my <laughs> wife has an orgasm. I don't know how, but like I, I fucking feel like I was, if I was in the room, just press every button. If press, I was, if I was in the button. state, I'm taking credit. Oh, I don't know goodness. how it happened. Hey, did you did you see uh, the text thread with um, Tommy G? No. It looks like our uh, our 
our uh, guest cat crash class again, man. He's with uh, that Ricky guy from San Francisco who we've been trying to get on the show. Oh, awesome. They're together right now. <clears throat> awesome. They're together. <clears throat> that is awesome. Yeah, he's in the Bay Area till, uh, till the end of the weekend. And I reached out to uh, Ricky, too, and it looked like that was our end because I was like, dude, Tommy G's coming on the show. Let's get you scheduled. And he's like, all right. So now I'm in communication with him to lock down a day here pretty soon. Oh, my God. Hey, let me call you. I'm going to try calling Tommy G right now. Hold on, hold on. All right, me, yeah, do me, it. Let me see. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try calling on my phone so that you so, because he on, won't recognize the um the land. Oh, the podcast. That number. is crazy. What's that guy's name? That guy's name's Ricky. Ricky, yeah. They were together the the whole morning. It was funny watching it on Ricky's Instagram. Hi, this is Tom. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, he might be filming. It okay. might be on. Uh, I'm live on the air. Um. I'm going to send him a link uh, and see if he'll, oh, come yeah, on, great, see yeah. if he'll come on with um, and see if he'll come on with uh, uh, pop on for five minutes and then, and then I'm going to send him a little heart. <laughs> yeah. That'll get him the heart. Yeah. You know, you want to know a little uh, tidbit about uh, Dave Castro? Yeah. Um, well, inside, Dave doesn't use any emojis ever. I I could definitely believe that he doesn't seem like an emoji guy. <clears throat> yeah, no emojis. Like a hard a hard pass on the emojis. <laughs> hard pass. He's missing out. Yeah, wild. Hey, that dude's cool as shit. The Fiori guy. That's two cool affiliate owners. Hey, my sister even called me yesterday, and she even liked that affiliate series. I always. Oh my god. Caleb just pulled this up. Hold on, uh, Suza. He's going to play this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Caleb. Tommy G out here, uh, and we just caught some film over here, individuals, um, you know, doing the, the San Francisco most. No, My not. people right here. We're not doing San Francisco most. We're doing San Francisco least. Oh, the San Francisco least. Okay. My boy got an ankle monitor on, though. Look at that. <laughs> I ain't telling on you, brother. <laughs> I ain't going to tell on you like that. I ain't going to tell on you like that. Come on. <laughs> but but it's not telling if you can't get in trouble though. That's the problem out here, Tommy G. That you really cannot get in trouble out here for anything. You can't get in trouble for anything. So it's really uh, people are walking around the street with uh, impunity. They got uh, ankle monitor on and they just out here smoking dope. It's crazy. Uh, I'm really trying to figure out how everything is working. I'm here with my boy. Damn. I'm so stoked for them, Sousa. This is so good. Yeah, that's, that's cool, right? Saves us a drive out there. Well, he actually put a thing in his, uh, I think it might have been in that post, and he's like, if you want to film something or do anything, reach out. And he, I think that's his actual number. He just dropped in there. Oh, he just said a number? No, in the, it, it should be in the comments or something. I forget where I saw it. Oh. I, I, he just texted me back and he says he's in back to back meetings. He said he's going to really try, but we'll be gone by then. But I'm going to just take a, I'm going to take a picture of the screen and show it to him. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This is so cool. I'm so stoked for them. I know. I wish I would have known that they would have uh, come out or it was coming out and getting together. It would have been cool to try to arrange something with both of them. 
Jake Chapman says emojis are gay. I think he means like homosexual. I try to use one for, well, for every uh, emojis are kind of stupid. I, I'm okay with that. That is impossible. What for emojis to be gay? They're not sexual creatures. Yeah, they, how are they gonna have a sexual preference? Yeah, get out of here with that. That's misinformation. All right. Good show. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, I have some, uh, deep, deep, deep state shit I need to share with you. Oh man. I have a story for you. I was almost going to tell it right now, but I think I'm going to wait. I'm going to tell you first and then I'll, then we'll see. All right. Okay. Call me later when you're off there. Okay. I'm going to call you soon. I'm taking the boys to the skate park because it's not going to rain for another three hours and then it's going to get fucking crazy, dude. Hey, what's oh, going to yeah. happen tomorrow with your 10-year? We don't have a, like, you mean a part of the rains considered? Yeah, it's going to be dumping tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if it is out here. We've checked it so far. It wasn't. We might not hit it. And if we do, there's no, it's not a big deal. We have a contingency plan. It wasn't focused outside anyway, so we're fine. I just sniffled my nose, and I muted you instead of my mic. Nice. <laughs> shows how much you care about the viewers huh <laughs> hey Liz, you know, hold on make Susan stay quiet for a second so you can hear me snoring <laughs> oh you think I should call Horvat on the new phone celebrate Laura Laura uh, I don't know did we reach our minimum required distance from the last call yet Laura. no it's not definitely um... <laughs> we have to have that, that minimum time frame yeah All right. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, we have a podcast today at four. Yeah, the CrossFit Update show. Yeah. You know, um, Taylor. Oh, I should call Taylor. All right. I'll give you a call later. I'll give you a call soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, we should call Taylor. I, I, I bet you he's going to flake. No way he'll answer. But I think he's he said he's gonna come on. Yeah, I'm just saying I bet he flakes on the um show today. Oh, you think? Yeah, because he's doing the Charlotte Classic right now. Are there any uh photos on his Instagram of the uh, of uh maybe like him starting kicking off the Charlotte Classic? Let's see what's going on. Taylor's supposed to come on the show today at four with uh, John Young and um, Pedro. John, uh, Taylor wants to go through every single CrossFit Games athlete. Like give him a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't even know what the criteria is. <laughs> Perception. Hey, this is Taylor. If you could leave your name and phone number and a brief message, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Bye. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Tay, hey Taylor, do you like Wendy's? You know, Wendy's nuts slapping you across your face. Chin on your balls, buddy. Balls, no, sorry. Balls on your chin, buddy. Man, they're going at it. Yeah. I think he had the class to do the workout first. Someone's going to get a splinter. There'll be a lawsuit. 
and uh, we'll shut down the gym. He works there. What's Taylor's relationship with Shia CF Charlottesville? That's um uh, Hendel's gym, and he works there. I think Hendel's like his mentor, his father. Hendel works there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Andy Hendel owns it. Spencer Hendel's dad. Oh wow, I didn't know yeah. that. You literally offered to suck Taylor's dick. You literally, literally, you it was lit not illiterately. You you, you illiterately offered to suck Taylor's dick. Hello? No, 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 no. Everything's good here. Everybody's working, working hard. Nobody has left their desks all day. I've been keeping an eye on them. I think in my point, this is good at Taylor's on the overhead squats. And I and I've only done and I, I've only done a hundred in the last eight years. Your mobility? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I don't know. Gonna have to see it. Yeah. I don't know if I can do 10 with 75, but definitely with the 45 pound bar, my mobility is easily as good as I'm going to go put on a pair of long johns right now. Do it. So this is what I was going to tell you about coffee. And then I'm going to leave you alone. Get, get your tea, get your swolverine. Swolverine's going to have a crazy 30% off too sale. Um, um, Oh, someone told me that they bought the $700 bottle from, California peptides. What? Of the of the weight loss uh bottle. Really? Yeah. They said it's working. They said it's five weeks worth and it's working. Oh, you just do it like once a week or something? Trip or trip 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 desserlone. Trip what is it? Fucking where is that? Uh C A peptides. Oh, wait. oh, here we go. It's called um Tessa Morlin? Terzepatide. 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 I wonder how much it would cost to get just a bottle of everything. Over at least over a thousand dollars, I think I just saw two vials that were one was this is seven hundred and the other one was three hundred. But the rest are pretty, I mean, relatively cheap. Someone was asking me how to take it. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I all I take every bottle that I've gotten. I just can I just split into um, um, <clears throat> overhead schlong squats. Yes. Every, every, um, look at dad, the three kiddos, every, uh, I bottle I get, I just divide it by 10. Oh, that shit works. It does work. Hiller. That stuff works. Oh, that bottle goes against everything affiliates stand for. Uh, so if you want to put your affiliate out of business, make sure you buy a bottle of true Zepatide. <laughs> Zepatide. Hey, dude, Jake. Let me ask you this. I, I'm I'm with you. I hear you. I hear you. I don't agree. I think I don't agree with you. But let me ask you this.
that is way fucking more benign than a fucking uh, stomach staple or a cut out a section of your fucking intestine. I mean, I wouldn't even consider those in the same fucking world, would you? And so if you're, you know, you're supposed to weigh 180 and you weigh 360 and you you fucking want to try that, I, I ain't hating on you. That's for sure. Sevy loves taking shortcuts. So I was drinking. Um... Oh, look at this. Wow. The phone is on fire. Uh, Mr. Hiller. Hello? Hmm. Oh, fuck. Two, we reached our two phone call limit. <laughs> I ran out of minutes. Hello? Hello? Damn, it doesn't work anymore. Damn it. Hello? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can reconnect it. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Damn, that sucks. God, that sucks. I thought I had cracked the code. So you can hear me, but no one else can? Can Caleb hear me? They can kind of hear you. You're just on speakerphone. How about now? I can hear you. Oh, good. Okay, here we go. go. Okay, go ahead. I can hear Caleb. Cool. You, you think terzepatide works? I know it works. You 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 gave it to a client or you took some? I've had a couple of clients use it, all of which, from what I can tell, it gives them before when you when you're a human growing up, you eventually just become someone who consumes too much food when you're overweight. It gives them an awareness of how much food they should consume. Oh, right? oh, oh, oh. So you get on it, 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 you're not hungry, and then you realize, wow, I can live on a sandwich and a banana every day, no problem. And so then when you get off of it, you kind of recalibrate calibrate and don't eat like an asshole. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and, and I think I, right before I called, I heard you say it's less benign than what? Or it's more benign. It's like then fucking like going on, like having a section of your fucking um, uh, large intestine cut out. Right, right, right. Because now here's here's what I look at it as. It's like you can go get that done, which you need doctor approval. And I've actually got a close friend who is obese, has been overweight his entire life and is my age, 32, and went to go see if he was a candidate for it. And they said no, which is which he shouldn't be because he's my age. They go eat healthy, they said. But then he got on Ozempic and is down 40 pounds, which is the same sort of compound as the one that starts with a T that I can't pronounce. Terzepatide. 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 And in both cases, it's my opinion that you can re-enlarge your stomach so you can slowly become obese again, like slowly make your stomach the same size it was. Or you can lose that new awareness of how much food you need to eat and still eat and become too big. So with what Jake Chapman just said, it's true. It goes against everything, but at least it gives them a newfound awareness. Give me an example of how it goes against everything. What do you mean it goes against everything? Just like hard work, personal accountability. Did you and I have the eating disorder conversation? I'm sure it's for half. That's half the time we're on the phone. We talk about our eating disorders. Uh, like Fifteen-year-old girls. I was going to make an entire video on this, but 
we, we can talk about it where right underneath eat meat and vegetables, nothing seeds, a uh, little starch, no sugar. It says eat that eat for amounts of food that only allow for exercise and no more, no excess body fat and fitness in a hundred words. Right. And I think kind of at the base of that statement is where a lot of eating disorders are found founded or, or at least modern day eating disorders. As I think that sure bulimia and anorexia are totally things that happen, but just like not everyone needs ADD medication. Not everyone has an eating disorder. Sometimes if you eat too much one day, you should work out more the next day. Right. <clears throat> and that's the conversation that I'm talking about. Um, your question was how do you go against everything? Yeah. The answer to that is because it, it's an ass around way of doing the same thing. You would like for people to figure it out on their own, but in the same light as Coca-Cola is a company and they make billions of dollars and we don't like it. It's, it's kind of what they do with, with their product that people are going to buy. Anyway, people are going to, either people are going to be fat or they're going to get in shape. And if you can give them an out and now they, and now they found a new way, I'm kind of, because I've had clients go through it and I've worked with them for years Here, let me. and and I've tried to like do every ass around way to get them to lose weight. And then they take the stuff and then they stop taking it and they're not reliant on it anymore. And they keep the weight off. How about this? I, I all um, a lot of people take ayahuasca or LSD, or they take these um, drugs, these medicinal drugs, these medicinal this plant medicine. Um, I think right. I think that's more cheating than um, just going off and uh, doing a ten day silent uh, retreat with no eye contact with other humans. I think I think ozempic and terzepatide is less cheating than um, taking ayahuasca. Because that one, what what does ayahuasca do? So, for so you? basically, you take ayahuasca, you have this fucking experience, and you realize that you don't know everything, and you get it's your, for a lot of people, it's their first time tapping into the unknown. And once you tap into the unknown, this these are the cliff notes. You start to realize, you start to cultivate an awareness that there's something out there that's greater than you, or or or, or maybe that God exists, right? Or that there's one consciousness. You start you start tapping into some shit that you might not be aware of just on your day to day fucking autopilot mode. Because you're stuck in the matrix. Okay. But if you fucking take these drugs, a part of you is always like in the back. Well, maybe it was just the drugs. But if you do that shit on your own and you walk off into the fucking forest and you fucking sit in lotus position and fucking um, uh, c- commit to fucking no action and stillness, you have the experience that you and you did it. You know what I mean? And there's no question. You're like, oh, fuck. I witnessed something that's like that wasn't. uh chemically induced and what i'm saying is is this terzepatide is it's a more real experience than fucking taking ayahuasca because because you're just you you're using it to uh like you said to sort of recalibrate there's levels to it ayahuasca is an extreme terzepatides in the middle but it's on the spectrum yeah but yeah but, but I don't think you're questioning, like, you know, I think that that's a perfect example. I had that same experience that you're talking about with using some other drugs in college. Uh, when I was uh, taking MDMA for like a month straight, I fucking basically just stopped eating. That was like one of the best things I figured out from it. And I did have that experience you're, say- you're saying. I was like, holy shit, it takes so little to sustain life. And, and once you're aware of it, you can do stuff such as don't eat for a day and then eat the next day. 
Right. Or and you it's could like, be really like, no hey, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine if I just eat a fucking apple and a fucking uh, just like the eating the steak and apple diet makes total sense to you once you know that. And you're like, yeah, I get it. That's the Hunter McIntyre special. Uh, Zach, apples. Zach, my sister take man, you know your knowledge. Zach, my sister takes Ozempic. Um, she wouldn't change her habit. She's lost like 70 pounds and looks great, but it's soft as hell. I hate the working hard the last few months on my weight loss journey with the pill. Well, Zach, but what if she did work out? That I, I get that. But what if you what if you take a what if you take that drug and you um and you're working out? Well, it's big in bodybuilding, and you brought up uh god i can't pronounce it but i just like to call it ozempic we go to your semi-glutide because it's all the same shit uh what is it that you compared it to you compared it to uh, a, a tummy tuck or a, a gastric bypass right 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 it, it, it's not as bad as a gastric bypass and in the bodybuilding community it's not as bad as taking clenbuterol it's you, not are you aware of what clenbuterol is no, no, it makes you skinny, sucks down. Oh, gets rid of all the water. Dehydrates. Uh, I, I think it might play a little bit of a role in that, but the main thing that it does is that there will be bodybuilders who are in such a huge calorie deficit. They're in their final days and weeks leading up to a, a contest, a uh, bodybuilding show where they're standing on stage and they're trying to lose as much body fat as possible. But they're in such a calorie deficit that they can't move. They can't work out. They can't sit on a bike. They can't walk. So they take clenbuterol, which will make them shake. <laughs> it basically bumps your heart rate and it makes you shake and it increases your BMR by oh, that's what, know, 10%, do you know, do you know that, That's why little dogs shake. Did you know that? Because they're cold? No, but but it's it's the body's mechanism for, for uh, producing body heat. It's a, Wow, that's crazy. And that's what clenbuterol does shakes you so you yeah so, so so it just like it, it makes your body it makes your heart rate elevate and yeah. you'll shake and it's super dangerous but it's also a tried and true method for bodybuilders to lose a little bit of extra body fat towards the end of their uh contest preparation and recently they've shifted uh semi-glutide and it's well it's not the best it's better here, here, let me let me read this what christine young is saying because i think we all are agreeing you should be teaching yourself to eat healthy check Taking something to get Check. skinny does not make you healthy inside. Check. If I'm skinny and putting bad stuff in my body, I'm still not healthy. Check. We, I, I agree. But what I'm saying is if you are um, uh, doing – if you're doing cross if – you, if you're exercising seven days a fucking week and you've been doing that for uh, two or three years and, uh, in, and you're still 60 pounds overweight and – It's your diet. Yeah, it's your diet. And and I don't and at some point like I don't I don't and you're a grown ass adult People I don't, don't have a, I don't have a problem with you is. I don't have a problem I don't think <laughs> you experimenting with um terzepatide versus meth or 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 whatever I just <clears throat> it's different than what my it's, it's, different, it's different than what Zach was saying Hey there was a we uh, hold, what one, se one second um Zach is saying he doesn't like the fact that his sister got skinny fat from from uh, taking those oh, drugs right. but but um uh, when we did the first killing the fat man uh, gary roberts went to a gym and he met a lady there and he did a video on her and the lady got did gastric bypass surgery and she went from 280 pounds to 135 pounds but she'd never felt worse in her life then she found crossfit and she got back up to 155 pounds and she said man i wish i would have never done the gastric bypass i wish i just would have done found crossfit and tried that first 
How come? Why'd you say that? Because, well, because when she had the gastric bypass, it, it put her on meds for the rest of her life because the section of her intestine or whatever they took out was the part of the intestine that absorbed certain vitamins and minerals that she no longer had. So she had to supplement. Roger. It's Roger. insane. Roger. It was insanity. Yeah, but, terrible. but I agree. You don't want to, you'd rather be, um, uh, 30 pounds overweight and do CrossFit than be skinny fat. Fucking, I, I, I totally agree. But, um, but I don't think anyone should be, if you're supposed to weigh 180 and you're 360 and you want to try that shit, like I, I ain't hating. There's no way I can hate that. Hey, like, did, did you, here, here's something for you. The other day you said you were watching the Bears game and you realized how niche we are yeah. with Tyson and his handstand walk content or comment, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's average to us, but everyone else thinks it's fucking crazy. That's, that's how niche the people listening to this podcast are too. And when you put that into perspective, yeah, yeah, of course. Just eat better. Let's just tell everyone to eat better, but they're fucking not gonna. And and if it and if it's gonna take billions of people and they're gonna look at something like this and it's gonna give them a newfound awareness, and the whole world's gonna lose weight and be healthier. And if a and if a high percentage of those people are gonna be like my clients, where they're like, Hey, I haven't taken this drug in a year. Yeah, and I still know that I don't need to eat that much. And this client went from two sixty five to two twenty five. Yeah. And and then one year later, they haven't gone over 235 because they just know. They're like, hey, I don't need to eat this much, but I didn't know before. That's where I stand with it because I couldn't fucking do shit to convince him otherwise because he looks at handstand walkers and thinks they're crazy. Right. <laughs> uh, if you're yes, adding... If, it's someone, better, a better way. Someone said if you're adding affiliate, this shouldn't even be an option. I, I, I don't know. I, I I actually I don't think it should be stapled on the wall. <laughs> no, but I actually did go. I did a piece on a guy at an affiliate who had lost fifty pounds. He'd gone from four hundred to three fifty, and then the other members were like, "Dude, he's been going here ten years, dude." Like like they were like <laughs> they were like shitting on him. Hey, um, there's this there's this guy who is at Rogue in the Paper Street booth, and he has a podcast called Cancel Culture Podcast. Cancel Culture. No, what's it called? I think I watched it. Counterculture podcast. Did he have Travis on? Yeah, he's and he seems like a cool dude. He's from the like I, he's like been a crossfitter for like three years. I think he was a pretty decent podcaster. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, yeah, he's a good podcaster. Totally. He listens. Yeah. He there was something in there. He said before when I found CrossFit like three years ago or when I was in this strongman bodybuilding world or whatever world he was in, I think it was strongman. He said, we used to look at over at CrossFit and we'd be like, man, those are like the gun toting libertarian. That's the gun toting libertarian brand. And Oh boy. Yeah. And that was so, and, and those are like, those are like country folk that exercise. You know what I mean? Like a Colt Mertens, Rich Froney, like Rich sits on his deck and shoots a gun. You know what I mean? They don't swim and in a pool. They don't swim in a pool. They swim in a pond. You know what I mean? Like that shit's like weird yep. to fucking city dwellers. Like the first time you go to Rich's house, if you're from like Boston and you see they swim in a pond, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Leeches. Um, I thought that was so. In and then he said, it's kind of weird how woke culture is like um, sinking into CrossFit, coming into CrossFit. And I just thought that that was interesting. I'm just adding that. There's no point to what I'm saying, but that's adding to that a perspective like yeah for us i get why everyone in the comments like fucked her zepatide the same reason that they're like is that is that what they're saying is yeah what they're saying yeah yeah they're like fuck yeah, you I, I, I could imagine that. yeah you and hiller just trying to make money for peptide shit like that i mean all 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 like nothing mean just like yeah i yeah i want uh nothing nothing that's a lie 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know. No, here's the thing. I wouldn't say it if I didn't see it work because I know I put a video out, I don't know, 8, 10, 12 months ago saying don't do this. But then I've had clients use it since because it's been making the waves and they've caught word of it and they've used it and it's worked and you can't deny it. <laughs> it, 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 it's like, I don't know, man. I don't really know like what sort of an analogy to use, but it's just once you see it and they're, and they're, they're doing great. Why did you make the CrossFit um, commercial? Were you feeling bad for ass pounding them so hard? You were just like, fuck, I'm going to flip the script. How did you like it? Uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. Too complicated. That's fine. Too complicated for me. But I, yeah, I was but, wondering but if it, let if me it tell would you, get lost when I say that, When I say that, it's still a fucking 10. Like, it's what needs to be made. Well, for a couple of reasons. I really enjoyed doing things that I think they should do, and yeah. I do it for free, and they don't do it at all. Yeah. Or, like, they couldn't they couldn't pay someone $10,000 to do it because they don't know where to start. Right. I thought, <laughs> so I saw, oh, look, Matt Souza called it brilliant. But he's, he's, oh. he's, like, he's a little smarter than me. Mm. Yeah, it was probably maybe well, too I, smart. I was just maybe rolling was through Instagram, and I was inspired. Yeah, I just rolled through Instagram and I was inspired, so I just started rolling with it. Alexis Listen, wasn't home yet, so I had forty-five minutes or so. Let me read the. Oh, do you need to start your workout? I heard something beep. No, that's from when it started. That's the ninety-nine minute mark. Uh, Jeremy World, legendary. Uh, Scott Rippy, this is the content I'm here for. Uh, Matt Souza, brilliant. Art uh, Arthur, fantastic. I hope your 3.0 IG account is ready, brother. This is <laughs> this is some hardcore 3.0 is deleted. The conversation that we are terrified of having are the first ones we should be having. A well done, sir. Twitter lady can count the reasons, but not the calories. Well done, young man. Oh, that's from Jeffrey Bircher. Philip Kelly says, this shit is fire. I'll suck your cock. Wow, that's weird. Uh, the world's cool. most vexing problem. Well done, Hiller. I'm ready to run through a wall. Holy shit. That hey, was Rob. He's cool. Yeah, that's a pretty hardcore comment. He's got a great affiliate down in Miami. Travis Bellinghausen uh, no, doing... Boca, Boca Doing God's work, Boca La Raton. That's right. Crazy cool affiliate hey, down there. Yet most days he hates on CrossFit. Make up your mind. Oh, yeah. Let's read the comments in there. Um, uh, nah, he's keeping it real. Omet the L1 from your bio. You need it. Uh, Will Branstetter, <laughs> do you think CrossFit is the people that work for the company and the people that participate in the company company sport? Question mark. When we... When has he ever run down the methodology originally taught by Greg? He's critical of what HQ has become, the direction it is headed. Now they choose to apply standards and other aspects of the professional athletes in the space, not buying it or giving back to the community. However, I have not seen any critique of CrossFit as a means for gaining and maintaining health and wellness. There's a difference between ding, hating. Ding, 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 ding. There's a difference between hating the institution and hating the methodology. Ding, 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 I don't ding. even think you hate the institution. You've just been like, yo, I don't know what they expect. It, you can't send out a letter to the affiliate saying that the affiliate director doesn't have an L1 and not expect like people to fall out of their seats laughing. You know, like hey, you want to hear something. Do you remember in the I 90s today about that? Yeah, you probably don't remember, but in the 90s, like there was this thing like you always saw, like whenever they showed black people laughing, like they'd be falling out of their seats. Do you remember that? Like Arsenio Hall shit. And that's what yeah. that that's what that was. Like you sent out a letter to the affiliate saying the guy. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I can't at some point I gotta be like, hey, you guys gotta meet Hiller. If the that's fifty one percent your fault and I don't know. Like that was just weird. Go
Go ahead. Go ahead. What were we going to say? How come Monster only had one year of the games? You want to know what I think? I don't know this for a fact, but you want to know what I think? I do. So I think I, I think someone kicked him out. Do Who do you think someone is? I think Don Fall told him we're done with that deal. Okay. Now tell me if that's true. Yeah. I'm 99. What, I'm nine, the, I would, the, I would bet, I would bet a hundred bucks on that. And I don't remember, okay. I, I'm being honest. I don't remember who I heard that from or where, but my understanding was hey, I, that Don was like, hey, bucks on that. that it's true. That what you said is true. Yeah. He said, did you hear that also? That basically he's like, Hey man, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't think this aligns with the message we're trying to send, which. All right. Now hold that thought. Yeah. Who the hell hired the coons and growl? Well, that's interesting. I mean, you know, you uh -huh. know, Dacoons, whichever one worked at Twitter, Twitter was the company, and whoever's worked at Facebook, those are the companies that were against squatting below parallel and um, uh, re uh, reducing refined carbohydrates, and and they censored right. people for that. So that shit is weird. You said it didn't align with the message. Yeah. And then, and then, does this? Does that? So that, that, that's just an interesting thought. Right. Right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. That, that, well, it's just a question mark. Of, yeah. You're saying like it's a dead end road there. Like, okay, I, I buy that. Hey, here's the thing too. Let me also just throw this in there to fuck with you guys. Greg would have totally accepted the sponsorship from Monster. The same way that Panda Express was accepted? Dude, he'd accept it from Philip Morris. He would stand up and be like, I will take money from anyone who wants to sponsor the fucking game. But let me tell you something. We ain't endorsing that any of your shit. Meaning, but well, thanks for the money. Yeah, thanks for the money. <laughs> but we ain't endorsing shit. How about McDonald's? Anyone? He'd have taken money from fucking anyone. He didn't get. He would have. He but he would have. He wanted to sequester it all onto the game side. So and then and that CrossFit could say anything they want about it. So he could be like Jesus. I mean, he said that about Reebok. Jesus, your shoes are horrible. You guys have seventy-five different pairs of shoes, and one of them are good. I mean, they hated that shit. He used to ask. Reebok did. Yeah. He ass pounded. Them. Well, I'm assuming that there was something in the contract that said he could do that. Yeah. Yeah. They cut out the non disparagement shit. And, and then CrossFit only got a fraction of what they could have gotten. I'm sure. Right. Right. Dude, they made a shoe that was a knockoff of the nano two. And it looked just like the nano two and fit like the nano two. The materials were a little bit different. It was a little bit heavier. And they wanted to give Greg a, a money for that shoe. And I sat in a meeting in San Francisco on the top floor with the CEO of, of Reebok at the time, uh, uh, Matt O'Toole and Greg. Dave and Nicole were there. And Greg said, fuck you, I don't want money from that shoe. And they're like, well, we're going to sell it anyway. He's like, don't put my name on it and I don't want money from it. And that shoe sold a shitload. Cross because he didn't want it. Was a it was a Reebok shoe. It was a fucking nano two. They made a nano two knockoff with just like lesser materials. So it was cheaper for them <laughs> and more money for Greg potentially. Yeah, but he didn't take it. I thought that was stupid. <laughs> I was all. Why didn't I was, he take it? I was he all about like it. The, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't like want anyone fucking. He didn't want a lesser lesser shoe represent. Uh, affiliated with the brand i think to tell you the truth greg hated the fact that he ever fell for the reebok deal anyway i think part what of what he had done like, instead i don't know nothing nothing yeah just like 
you, you know, I don't want to, but basically it would have gone the way you've been telling me some ideas about a video you're going to pitch, uh, or the, you were telling me some ideas about a video you're planning on making, you were running them by me. And I think it would have gone more yeah. like that. I don't want to give out any clues, but I think things would have turned out more like how your video, you were telling me about this idea. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Different, different pace. I think everyone liked the Reebok CrossFit games. They were cool. The Nano Two was cool. They're, they they were they were fans of the shoe and the the bright colored jerseys and whatnot. Yeah. And wow. I know one of the biggest things that Bowen Noble, other than their shipping, was the color scheme. It's just cream colored and gay. Well, I hated the Reebok colors. It reminds me of Rad shit, but it's like '80s Jazzer size shit. It's like something. Uh, oh shit! Something that J.R. Howell's mom would wear. Damn. <laughs> Fuck JR up because she owns a yoga or uh, she Pilates. What does she have? A jazzercise. Yeah, she's so gangster. <laughs> Imagine holding on to a brand so long that it's fucking cool again. Man, that's cool. That's gonna be cro- hey, dude. I, I have <laughs> that's cross. I don't know what you guys were talking about before I called in, <laughs> but I was watching marble racing yesterday with Alexis. Wow, you ever seen that? No, oh my god. Guess how? Guess how, so. So, dude, dude, it has four events. This dude sets up all these apparatuses, and there are these eight marbles. Oh, and, I have seen this on YouTube. I have seen this. This is actually uh-huh. kind of addicting. I saw it not with marbles. I saw it with Hot Wheels. I, I, I'm assuming it's the exact same thing. How many views did that have? I can't remember, but it was really cool. All right, oh, wow, thing. this is beautiful. This marble thing has somebody commentating it as if it's a, a race because it is. And there's four events and it's like which which marble wins or which color of marble wins. And, dude, it does not matter. There, there's nothing different about the marbles, but it's the way the guy commentates over it, the way it's presented. And it's Let's There's marbles it. in the stands and 14 million views. <laughs> and the entire CrossFit game winner, you had a, a team with the best score, the eight million. Okay, hold on. We're going to watch a little bit about this. Wow. That, hold that stat. You got to say that stat again. Okay, go. Cumulatively from two runs. Oh, Rangers and Indigo Stars will get us going in this one. Oh, and the Rangers have lost a couple farther back, but they do get one in the 10 along with Indigo Stars. Remember, you don't want to end up in that catch. The Marble League. Is that the one 14 million? No. Okay, so what were you saying? It has 14 million views. Yeah, and it's one video. And the CrossFit games in its entirety, all the stuff that was streamed, yeah, is not even hitting 8 million. All, all four days. Dude, you know this is like so popular somewhere fucking weird, like some in Japan. It's like uh, Vietnam. It's Gels Marble Runs. G-E-L-L-E-S, marble runs. You know what's crazy? This makes me want to buy a bag of marbles. <laughs> and then there's that. That's what the CrossFit games are supposed to do, right? Make you want to go do CrossFit. What's Danny Spiegel's account supposed to make you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Caleb. What does, what does it make you want to do? Go fast and eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> run through a wall at the Shattican. Oh, all right, Hillard. Thank you. Thank you for blessing yeah. us. All right. Uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Hillard from Hillard Fit. When's your next video come drop? Drop. Publish. I- ideally, it'll be out before four o'clock. All right. Yeah. Thank you for saying publish and not drop. Yeah. 
the cringy word. I think I'm one of the. <laughs> I think I'm one of the fucking buttery bros. Drop. Get you your are. merch. Get your Officially. merch. All right. Right. Um, buy my buy my whoop. Uh, talk to you guys. Join the buttery bros again. Talk to you guys soon. Uh, I'll talk to you at four o'clock for the uh, official CrossFit Games update show. Love you guys. Bye bye. Thanks, Caleb. <laughs>